Hey everybody, Jim here to tell you that this week's podcast is sponsored by the Second Print Comics Podcast, the podcast I've talked about before that is run by my men, Mark and Remzo, and I am not only a owner, or I'm a fan. I tried to do something with the hair club for men right there. It did not work. Probably just like the hair club for men. But the second print comics podcast is a podcast I've been listening to since they started. I'm actually part of their Patreon. I am a subscriber to their Patreon because I think they do an awesome job. And why I like the podcast and why I think everybody listening here would like it is that they end up having a topic a week. It comes out every Wednesday. And it's not tied down to one company. It's not tied down to one type of theme or whatnot. Everything is on the table. No holds barred, especially with Ramzo. I mean, he's got to settle down sometimes. But they end up having really, really good conversations about some really, really cool comic stuff. And as somebody who does a podcast, I don't know if you know this, but I do a couple podcasts. I actually get mad at them sometimes because they do come up with really good topics each week. Something that some podcasts do struggle with. Something that people like me sometimes struggle with. Trying to figure out what is something to talk about each and every week and something that would be gripping and fun and all of that all wrapped into one and that is pretty much their podcast a podcast that i listen to as it comes out every wednesday i do sit there and listen while i'm doing all my other things and with that right now if you go the big thing right now is they have a Zack snyder's justice league review and i need that because i cannot sit for four hours And watch the movie, it seems. Now, where I even said before, I ended up listening to their Wonder Woman review before I even watched Wonder Woman. And it happened again. I ended up listening to their Justice League review, and I have not watched the movie. I've watched five minutes so far. And it was a really good review. Gets me excited. All that sort of thing. But some other things that they've talked about recently are really interesting as well including Grant Morrison's JLA deal, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, Brian Michael Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man, which I know a lot of people really like. But one of the things recently that I like, two shows that came out back-to-back, were when they talked about the Superman-Batman Public Enemies deal, pretty much, as they said, one of the greatest team-up comics ever, and also Frank Miller's 300. Talked about that, which, again, game changer and that's just a little bit of a glimpse into the stuff that they talk about but again i'll point out Zack snyder justice league review right now if you want to go over and listen to that and it is the second print comics podcast just look that up in any of your podcast players i'll have a link to it in the show notes as well also go on their twitter at second print pod that's also their instagram account Go to their Patreon, which I said before, I am a member of patreon.com slash secondprintpod and go to their website, secondprintcomics.com. Check it out. Check them all out. And I think that you will agree that they're a really, really cool podcast. A lot of fun, uh, great chemistry, all that stuff, all that stuff you hear about really good comics podcasts. So go check them out. And here we go on to this week's podcast. We're Tanya's! We're Tanya's! 
what you do. Cause it's called the Get Fresh Crew. You review the books, get shaved and dirty looks. Now that from time just say poo-poo. Poo-poo. Welcome back to all the Get Fresh Crew out there to the show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 352. 352, here we are, Eric. We're getting uh, near the end of the first month of the Infinite Frontier, Brave New World, whatever you want to call it. What Infinite do you want to call it? Okay. So you're gonna, you're that's, gonna that's go, what's on the cover. I'm gonna you're go going that. official. You're yeah, going to yeah, go no, that not way. Not only me, everybody else. You're always going with the man, aren't you? Always there. You're a sheep, my man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like it. I just come up with names. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jimmy's Universe deal. They're like, oh, what's this guy up to? But we end up having four books here on the podcast, one better than the next. And the deal with all of this and going around with this, it, it's kind of a diminishing returns with me. At the beginning, we really, really were fired up, right? Fired up there. And now at this point, I'm like, eh, I'm kind of picking and choosing. We're going to have to have a 5 or $25 do or die pull list coming oh, yeah, up definitely. because of all this. But this week, I actually ended up seeing a bunch of people. Again, Eric, it's me, not arguing, but someone. No, no, I'll arguing. mention. I'll mention arguing later. I ended up arguing with well, a bunch of people. It's twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Better check Twitter and get into a fight today. Yeah, like, arguing on Twitter. Up, oh, just another weekday. <laughs> but no, I ended up. I did end up arguing with people about the Batman Superman book. We'll get into that later. Some people call it lunchtime. You call it punch time. That's right, punch time indeed, Eric. Because I punch in the clock, but boom, I'm there. Now, what I, I've seen, and I talked to a couple of people where they are like, oh, my God, these comics are the greatest thing I ever read. Oh, my some good ones. This is going on. This is the best thing I ever. And I started thinking, like, I keep hearing this best ever thing. And I'm like, kind of like a guy yelling about Bizarro back in That's the day. That's a lot of things. So, well, I was thinking that. So then I talked to some of them because some of them even followed us and would message me. One guy said, oh, my God, you know, this action comics is the best Superman I've ever read. This detective is the best. And I said. What, uh, what, so what have you read? He just started reading. And so I ended up backing up. I'm like, okay, that, yeah. that's actually cool to me. That That is. But try to read some more things and talk you to too, me Jim. in about a year. I know. Well, that's what happened. I ended up reading the best Bizarro story I ever read, Christos Gage. And it was the only one, Eric, but it still was true. But I it was all excited. true in your ignorance. And we had this with Rebirth. <laughs> it did take a while for that to topple. Eric, the king remained the king for quite some time until you stepped in and had to change my mind. Look, even before that, in Forever Evil, when you had the new Bizarro of Forever Evil come out for that arc where he's dying in Lex Luthor's arms, that should have topped that Christos Gage digital it's first story. Just that easy. No, Eric, because that was just part of a story. I was going a main <laughs> story. And who knows if I read that Forever Evil, Eric? I, I thought I knew. I did. I did read it. But no, that was more of like, that was a great Bizarro moment. Okay. But the All actual right. I issue, I was still going with it. Remember, it was the flowers for Bizarro. I do. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's making me happy right now. But with that, I had to kind of step back because I was and I tend to get angry at people that make absolute statements. When you get on Twitter and say stuff like Eric Shea's a jerk. Well, not always. Usually, but not always. But you know what I mean? I hate when people are like this I is the best ever. This is the best ever. This is. Because that's such a, a grand thing to say, even though I have said it in the past. But I, so I ended up talking to people, and it made me happy because I was worried 
that a lot of people weren't jumping on with this Infinite Frontier. I did tell you that I thought some things were a little confusing by DC. They weren't setting things outright. While most of the people I talk to are, are confused a bit about things, why they end up talking to me and why they end up talking to me about, but even confused, like, what should I read? Do I have to read this from before? What did this happen? And a lot of the people seemingly just started with future state, then coming in thinking that everything was from future state, not including death metal. And it is getting swirled around and has some weird things with it. But just overall, I'm glad that people are. You know, checking this out, I was really worried about it. Now, the people who were haters before, Eric, they're, they're haters for life, it seems. L-Y-F-E, that would be tattooed on oh, your yeah. chest. And the number four? They, yeah, they're, they're going with this idea of these books, and they seem confused as well. I don't know why these books seem to point out things of future state, and that's, I'm out, I'm out of this. And I tried to explain some things to them, too. Eric, this is what I am. I'm like the Socrates of the comic set trying to walk in around me. So crates saying, listen, this stuff probably and might avert that future, but we're just having, you know, fun now. And again, that's just our speculation. It is. But I'm saying that in the whole deal, (laughs) saying about the idea where some of the books really are hitting hard and heavy. And I do even think when we get that, like in action comics, I think that the future that John's talking about is when, you know, Superman gets taken to War World that happens in that's I'm a, a telling blank you, even area. That, I was thinking about it even before we got on where the idea of John being in the future and knowing the date of death of his father bothers me more than anything right now because we've seen the future for the last two months before this where things like Superman was alive. He's come for like how fluid is the future that he is dealing with that he can avert it right there. Phil Kenny Johnson ends up having that little aside there where all of a sudden, Superman out of nowhere, all. all of a sudden, John says out of nowhere, yeah, but it gets pretty sketchy. There's not a lot of things there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. They lost those two uh, volumes of the Encyclopedia Britannica there, and you can't check it out. You can but only afford every, so much. You can't get the well, entire that thing. That is true. How many people you, you pick think and choose. Has, you don't get the X. Like, has, doesn't have the whole deal. It, it is we funny. You have the whole deal growing you up. You don't have X, and then all of a sudden the teacher's like, okay, uh, we're going to sign. You're going to do your uh, thing on Xerxes. Xylophone. Xerxes. <laughs> and then xylophone. And X-rays, we need you to do, little Eric Shea. And then, Sitting there, you pick and choose sometimes about like you got to get the really good letters because you can't afford everything. Actually, what I say, the Encyclopedia Britannica back in the day ends up being when somebody gets the treadmill and then suddenly it goes from treadmill to clothes hanger. Like, what do you, you want the encyclopedia? You put that no, in like you get to T. You get to T, and you're like, yeah, I don't really need to continue this. My kids aren't looking at this, and I, I got to pay this much. You just cancel, Eric. You cancel, or then you switch it off to get. 70 albums for a penny is what you do from I know a lot there. of people got in a lot of trouble doing that yeah really oh then they really i do you think they ever collected that money or because i was going to say that was like the classic where they must be billionaires now that's why we don't see it anymore eric it's not the fact that music's digital and you could get it it's because Obviously. they cashed out and they live on an island with tattoo or something right now he's dead he is Eric, but not in spirit He's there on no, that no. island. Spirit's dead too. No, I mean all of them are dead as well. They're in heaven with tattoo, even though I believe he committed suicide. And he some did. things you 
you're not allowed in the heavens, Eric, is what I've been told. But Why don't you push your beliefs on me? Speaking of that, Eric, let's talk a little bit about the podcast and not Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh, yeah, we end up being a podcast here at DC Comics Podcast, I believe. And if I you want so. to know all of the things about us, head over to Twitter. And if you are a new listener, that'd be awesome. Talk and, and whatnot. It is at Weird Science DC. And at Weird Science DC, I almost continued that, but that's where you go. We'll follow you back 100%. And then also go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, which I do think that right there we can tell some people are getting involved with this new you know, Infinite Frontier. We're having, just our, like rebirth we're having our best month ever on, on the site. So that's pretty cool. So thanks everybody for going there, but also go to our Patreon, Patreon dot, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can go and get a bunch of things, including our spotlight episode that we have each and every week on a Thursday night, Eric Shea. And this week, the badasses, they get fresh group. Boop, boop, they ended up picking Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn number six and Teen Titans Academy number one, a spotlight episode that lasted an hour and a half. It's a little nonsense Too by the end. Right? It was a little nonsense at the end talking true crime and things like that and a little Quaker Town virtual tour that we ended up doing. But, yeah, we talk about those two books. One legitimate ending. We think, Eric. Are, are we? No, no. Are we solid now? Ending. Okay. No, I've would always be, been solid. I don't know about you. That would be White Knight presents Harley Quinn number six and Teen Titans Academy starting off that run by Tim Sheridan. Now we talk about it, and I mentioned a bunch of times this month, this coming up week, next week. It will be annuals week. It's the fifth Tuesday and Wednesday of the month. Every time you have that, it only happens a couple times a year. But Three. when that happens, we end up having the podcast, all the podcasts on the Patreon, Patreon only. So if you want to get involved in that, you do have to go and sign up on the Patreon. And just to let you know, and we'll mention it again at the end, the books that we will be covering will be Batman, Catwoman number four, Future State, Superman versus Imperious Lex 3. Oh, yeah. Eric says maybe Inferior 5. I don't know about that. The I, Flash, I didn't know it's coming out. <laughs> the Flash number, n- nobody did. The Flash number 768, which I was wondering, when's this Flash book coming out? And then possibly Strange Adventures number nine, a double shot of Tom King to drive us nuts. But that makes those sense. are on the Patreon. Again, patreon.com. And you're talking about the science. idea of the Infinite Frontier coming out. We're all excited at first, but then diminishing returns as the month goes on, more books are coming out. I have still been really excited for what The Flash is going to be going forward. I know. Well, that's the thing. You were one of the only ones who liked the Future State <laughs> Flash books. So most people are sitting there saying, I hope it's better than that Future State while you're there. Keep the train rolling, baby. No, that's I love the thing. it. I, I, I like the story that they proposed there, even though it wasn't a happy story. No, but even the idea by the end of them, like, I can't wait to get back to the Flash and see how we avert this awful future. Yeah, and this is a story where Wally West seems to want to retire, but he's going to go through time, Eric, through time. You mean Wally West is finally out. the Flash again? That's what it seems. It seems in the Infinite Frontier it's my time that to you shine. end up having Barry. <laughs> Step aside for we the get Justice Hulk League back and yeah. Wally West back as the Flash in the same month. This is an amazing time. We be alive right now, Jim. And, and we had a we had a hint of Connor even before this issue because he's going to be a story in that uh, Green Land or Green Arrow 80th anniversary thing. So you're going to get a bunch of Connor in the next couple months. Look, so that I, I think is guys, cool. I don't I don't care about the 80th anniversary because that's just nonsense people throw out there. Yeah, I think that it's supposed to tie into the continuity, the way that they were spelling it out, though. Uh, but yeah, this week we're going to end up talking a little Connor Hawk, who you've been yelling for for at least 10 years. I've got uh, his action you... figure hanging on the wall right in front of me right now. Ooh, look at you. 
Why don't, you, why don't you grow up one of these days? Huh? This is the thing. You're there, a grown man, and that is supposed to impress me. I yeah. got this action figure. I got a bunch of mold and, and shitty bottles and stuff around me. Be an adult. I, take care of your house. Yeah, I should. <laughs> Who's worse? Who's worse? Oh, both of our women in our lives just shake their heads at us. But, Eric, this is a salute now. To the people who do pick all of the shows you do, including that spotlight, this is the Badass Roll Call, Eric. And here we go. You want to hear this, Eric? I'm, I'm pretty relaxed here. I'm a little stretching. We got Josh Murray from Not A Robot Podcast, Ted Probst, Lawrence Lee, Forrest Polly, Optimus Prime back at it. Thank you, Optimus Prime. Cam, Joseph Wojcik, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Cisco, Matches Balone, Niels Tibor, David Think, Joey Bear Casco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you. Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Arakye, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Phil Beer from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, T-Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, fooled again there. Always fooled that guy. He, he never listened to the Don't Get, Won't Get Fooled Again by The Who. He doesn't understand. Andrew in Belfast, Lonnie, Anthony G, Josh Vermeulen, Dalton, Edom, my man, Keeper in NYC, Sailor Moon, Mark, our man, Rob Lewis, Brandy, Murray, Double, A, Ron, and all-time Reggie. And a shout-out. Thank you, Carl, for the shirt. He ended up sending me. He wanted me to shout that out, Eric. Nice. And there you go. And... Let's get to see. I did it too quick. I don't know what's going on. I'm too efficient anymore. This is going to cause me problems down the line, being so efficient. But you, you were, were right gonna... there at the end. I don't understand what you're talking no, about. No, no. I said I had to keep doing you know, stuff there and talking to you. And, you know, when I mentioned your, you and your, your comics and stuff, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. We're going to go off now to talk about the books, and we actually get a proper first section again. It's been a while, but we're going to go off with Detective and Action Comics. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores. We I want to hear Eric Shea. I want to hear Eric Shea. I forgot to mention a couple things in that intro, Eric. I forgot to mention that this week on the Marvel side of things, you ended up as a spotlight contributor as well on the Marvel podcast. So I wanted to tell everybody I don't know if they wanted to hear I don't any of that. you talking about the alien book over the there Xenomorphs? at Marvel. Yeah, the Xenomorphs. I, I didn't learn up... about that. I didn't have X in my encyclopedia. That's true. That is true. You're done. This is why you are doomed to fail, Eric, without that X. Also, I ended up using info that you told me to argue with somebody about that book, too, because you opened up my eyes and my heart when I ended up talking to you about that. But again, so that's wait, wait. another you, thing you to listen to. You were arguing about this, the book to somebody else about something I said. Yeah, yeah. You ended up saying, you know, about the cloning and the things that pretty much it was playing off of a lot of things oh, from Alien, Alien 3 like and that. Resurrection and stuff like that, where this guy's like, I don't know what anybody's telling. This seems so original and this. And I'm like, 
Now it does have some think so. bits and pieces of this, so hopefully Sadly, it's not. Sadly, I found out today I have to go back and rewatch Alien Resurrection, even though I saw it opening night in the theaters and never liked the movie. Jess has never watched it. She always says how no, she's really. watched all the Alien movies. I had to watch Alien 3, and not only Alien 3, but the director's cut of Alien 3, because I didn't know what I put on, because Jess had never seen that before, even though she kept saying, I've seen all the Alien movies. Found out today, hasn't seen Alien Resurrection. Now I've got to watch that piece of shit. You know what's, you know what's cool, though, is I, you know, Aliens? This, is, this is as far as I'm going to get with it but i did almost want to go watch some alien movies after reading well, that book so eh, i got other things to do eric i got other things i got the do. hbo max last night so tomorrow i could finally watch the snyder cut oh really you know what it, truly and i'm not just joking with this and this might not be something that you're supposed to say on the air eric is anybody <laughs> listening i i kept mentioning i, I kept wanting to give you my login i was gonna do that like two weeks ago so that you could watch all that and i kept nope. forgetting and i'm telling you after every time we recorded i'd sit there and say to myself why didn't i mention it to him again and then i never ended up messaging you I either know about it yeah right i i just now i'm just saying it just to look good Eric. it's so or, funny to me too bad, because but i did want to do that that we do a DC Comics, and every time you go and look at anything DC Comics, you're going to have in the com- comments of anything saying, hashtag release, the, like, you know, continue the Snyderverse, release yeah, yeah, the Snyderverse, yeah. whatever that is, because nobody can ever be happy with what they have. And the real reason that I got oh, HBO Max is because King Kong versus Godzilla comes out next week, and I don't want to miss that oh, battle. Yeah, yeah, that's that is inappropriate. That is inappropriate. I did laugh because whether or not Snyder cut anything like that, I'm not involved in that. It's hashtag restore the Snyderverse. It's That's what it was. Hashtag Jim can't watch a damn movie to save his life. This is what my hashtag is. Hashtag can't pay attention. That's how poor I am. And so ending up, somebody was real nice and ended up like tweeting out almost like a follow me type or follow them Friday. But it was one of those, hey, if you want to continue the Snyderverse, follow these podcasts. And I'm looking like, why did we get this in one of our, you know, notifications? I'm like, they put us in this? I'm like, I'm not against it. I just don't know anything about it because I can't sit there. I can't watch an hour and a half movie. Like a, like a comedy that's usually around an hour and a half. I'm struggling there. I still have to watch that Coming to America too. I yeah, I thought about that. that. I, I didn't want to. I'm telling you, every time I have a chance to sit down and think about watching it, I just really don't want to. I did watch some anime last night for a podcast, though, oh, yeah? Eric. And I struggled with hentai. that. called <laughs> it's called tentacle porn, but still, it, it, I call it research. Yeah. Eric is what I do. Science. Uh, it, it still ended up, you know, scr- 22 minutes. I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, how long is this? I look. I'm like, I've only been watching this in a minute and a half. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they, they didn't even play the theme song yet. And I was already drifting off. I got, I got very concerned last night because I'm looking at Twitter and people with the hashtag Restore the Steinerverse and talking about the idea of releasing the Suicide Squad trailer as a way to try to get rid of the whole hashtag movement of restoring the Steinerverse. I don't understand. I saw all these people talking back and forth. People are for People are against it. Pretty much everybody loves the Suicide Squad trailer. It seems like I think it's amazing. I can't wait to see it. But doesn't that I movie take bored, place actually, in, the, and, in the Snyderverse? Huh, isn't everything the Snyderverse when you are in love, Eric? That's what I say. That's what I told Tanya yesterday. She, I said, can I, have a smooch? Wife. I said, can I have a smooch in the Snyderverse? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, you wouldn't. Get out of town, lady. That's what I said. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't even know what's going on with that. And I, How'd I you don't, get bored with that Suicide Squad shower. I just thought it was kind of boring. I didn't find any of the jokes real funny, and I no. thought that it was more of a uh, cringe-worthy deal throughout. And it just kind of reminded me of, you know, so James much. Gunn, more of a James Gunn movie than a Suicide Squad movie. And I see, even with the song playing, I'm like, what's this? 
freaking Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah, well, you have just, songs playing throughout in the original I know, Suicide just, Squad. I, I played it for Logan. He didn't like it at all either. I was just kind of like, eh, I'll have to see more than that That trailer. Did King nothing Shark's for there, me. baby. Yeah, I know. He looked kind of like clay. He, he didn't look great, Eric. I'll just tell you What's that. What's a shark and, man supposed to look like in your mind? Like a shark? And a man, Eric, I want the it's upper. like LL Cool J. Oh, I want, yeah, really, he wears his head like a thin hat. Like a shark fan. Yeah, yeah, that's what you need. Shark mans. I don't know. Uh, I end up just, I, I looked at it, I'm like, yeah, we'll see. You know I'm not going to see it anyway. I saw the first Did you, Suicide okay, Squad. Good. You saw I that. saw it in the theater. I went to the theater. I didn't mind it. But Jim, it if you're great. not going to watch the Suicide Squad, don't you feel like you're going to feel lost when the Peacemaker series comes out on HBO Max? Probably. Probably lost, all right, my own thoughts. That's what I'll be lost in doing something. Um, you can sit I, there and make John Cena jokes all the time about how you like, can't see what's happening. I, I legitimately could have a podcast of what what Jim hasn't watched would be more. It, like I ended up watching three episodes of the uh, WandaVision. Ended up saying to everyone, oh, my God, it's so good. You got to watch it. Get past those. T- I haven't gone any further. Did you watch That's, Falcon and Winter Soldier? No, Sergio? I haven't even watched that So two came out yesterday, Jim. Come I, on. Get on the trolley. It's I, good. I, I, I watched like three minutes of the Snyder Cut. I walked out in the other room, and I still ended up getting almost knocked over by the intense sound. coming. And I just, ah, it's too loud. That's actually why I stopped right away. I'm like, it's too loud for me right Such now. It was early. It was early. I didn't want to wake people up. It's too loud. It's too loud. I'm shaking my head. I'm telling you, you like one of those guys at the theater who go to try to talk to an usher to demand that they turn the volume down because it's too loud. Can and and also with that, can you turn this down and also get that AC up? I'm hot as hell in here. Didn't the lady get? Didn't you get in trouble? It was too for, cold. I told her you can't please everybody. That's what I was you 16 need. years old. I was I got forgot, fired. I forgot my lap shawl. Please, and my rickshaw. I don't know what I'm doing. Please, Lady, I, I can't August, do this. it's August. You're complaining that it's too cold what? in the theater. You popcorn, know what a theater's like. Popcorn, $6. I remember when it was old. a quarter. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, but I'll, I'll eventually maybe watch it. I, I just Watch I, what? I, I'm just saying in general. We talked so about a lot I, of I'm things talking, right now. Watch I wanna, what? I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be called out, Eric. I'm just going to watch something on the well, way. At least you like the Aquaman movie, right? I still haven't seen that. I, I don't even bring that up because every time, <laughs> every time I talk about this stuff, it really does make me remember whatever podcast that was. I said to you, I better keep my mouth shut because people were giving this DC podcast a bad review on Guff. iTunes because... The person hadn't seen the Aquaman movie, but we're comics. I don't see movie in the title, Eric. Right? It's comics. Yeah, I just care is. about the characters in general and all the mediums, whether I do like them or not, because yeah, I'm a I, comic I think book that guy. my problem is is that I don't necessarily love the other mediums. Version. Like, I, I just like what we get in the comics. You get a little more. Do you? You know, well, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, if they're doing well, but at least you get. More well, of let's a go back to the beginning of the show. We're getting diminishing up. returns on what well, we're getting we out of these comic book I characters. Say, I didn't say that I hated it. I just don't like some of these in the late half of the month as much as yeah, I, I did you. at the beginning. I'm but... just busting your balls. Who are you busting my balls, Arcia? <laughs> oh, welcome to the books. And this book section is brought to you by Eric Shea, America's sweetheart. Ball and, buster extraordinaire. With that, look at that guy busting balls. He is. I hate guys who just say that constantly. That's just like almost like balls. it's like a mob movie thing. Hey, I'm just busting your balls. Hey, That's that the thing guy is, I always said that. ends I up dead. I don't really say that. I don't know why I said it to you right there. I don't know if I was trying to be cool on the mic. It's I don't like, know what that was about. It's like but we're now here. I gotta keep it up. 
It's now we're like some sort of union. We got our legs up on some. Hey, just yeah. busting your balls, baby. All right. Hey, what's this? It's break time. I ain't doing shit. That's my that's my that's union gym. That's union Obviously gym. You've never been in a union. No, no, I haven't. Well, no, I was in the uh, box cutters union. Actually, just to be official, I was. I didn't really get to take any benefits from that, but I the did box deliver. Cutters. Isn't, yeah. isn't that the name of your band? No, that was the box trotters. We, we never ended call up, it that. We ended up. Uh, I deliver some things to places that were union. Jesus Christ. And if you ended up any sort of near a break or lunch or whatever, they ain't helping you. They ain't moving a finger, those guys. But So you're telling me are. that you were always you know, in the union when we Damn worked Damn right. I'm like, it's break time somewhere. Hey, who do you think I am? I'm calling my rep. You were the rep. You didn't know what you were doing. Hey, here we are. Here we are with the books. And we're going to do what I said, a actual you know, classic section, Detective Comics Action Comics. We haven't had that in a bit because of Future State, but that is always the deal. And we're going to start with Detective Comics number 1034, written by Mariko Tamaki, with art by Dan Moore, Jordi Belair, and Andita Bidikar, with a backup by Joshua Williamson, with art by Glenn Melnikov wow. and Troy Petiri. Mariko Tamaki and Dan Moore start their run on Detective Comics with a slower-paced issue, giving readers a look at the current state of Gotham. Fun drives from the Kano and neighborhood parties for Bruce. Of course, it's Gotham, so things don't go smoothly, and we're left with a bit of a murder mystery by the end. It looks great, but I'm still waiting for Tamaki to wow me on any of these books that she's come over. Uh, Thankfully, Dan Moore is wowing me with his art throughout the series, Yeah, his art's good. Am I right? (laughs) You're right, baby! (laughs) Is it break time? We also get a second Damien backup that sends him off to a solo book, the Lazarus Tournament, and a meeting with Connor Hawk, and we'll see how that goes. I'm not going to get too crazy like you are, Eric, because I get the idea that you're getting, you you have an easy way of just, hey, Connor Hawk, I'm going to see how the story gets there, but it's cool seeing him, Uh, but I heard before that he's back, Eric. He's He's back back with a vengeance, but what you end up starting he's out back in and this. showing you that he's one of the most fearsome fighters in the DC universe. No, I think that he's going to be lessened when Damien kicks his ass. But that's that's just he's going toe to toe with Lady Shiva in the past. Yeah, he has, Eric. This is what I'm afraid of. <laughs> this is actually what I'm afraid of that we're going to get. And a lot of people, before we get to the back, we'll just discuss it in a second. A lot of people did say, well, Connor had a similar story that Damien's going through right now, where he had to go and prove himself as the best martial artist in the deal. You ended up having Batman and Nightwing joining in undercover, all these things going on. And then all of a sudden, Connor's in this, and it kind of made me step back a little. Like, I hope that he's not just going surface level with all of this so stuff. So, wait a minute. Did you read that story, it. Jim? I ended up looking it up, Eric, uh-huh. but I did not so read it. So, you're telling me this could be the greatest Connor Hawk story you've ever read? What, the past one or no, this, this new, new one? one. Uh, people are saying that past one is actually yeah. a lot of people are saying that but yeah maybe yeah this will be i mean really it's pretty much one of my favorite nakano stories i've ever read i have to admit eric uh but what i think you're getting here you have nakano he's having fundraisers right he's having stuff it, it takes and a lot of money to kick vigilantes out of your city it does and i think that that is right up in front and telling you okay you have to get to the point where Nakano gets so desperate that he is going to allow this magistrate stuff. 
to infiltrate what he wants to do. He does not seem like I'm a so bad guy. I'm so disappointed that we're not picking up right where we left off in the last issue of Batman because you know, yeah. we having a fundraiser with Nakano when last we saw him, he was sitting in his living room with a scary <laughs> scarecrow effigy yeah. sitting behind him. I'm like, yeah, you know. I need to know what happened to that. Hopefully, and the thing is, because it's another Batman book, not Detective Comics, but for some reason when I saw that, I expected to hear about that even though it's not the same title. Yeah, well, I think that this is just on the up uh, the, the idea where you push, oh, he's had a lot of these because he can't afford to do this. He's not going to be able to do it. Uh, again, he is a good guy. He seems to be very good. Yeah, he wants to go he's against got vigilantes, his eye but on the prize. And for for real, going eye. against vigilantes is yeah, I. Uh, there we go. <laughs> he's, he's Mayor I. You better watch out, Batman. Um, but with that, he something has to give where a good guy gets desperate the good guy has to turn to somebody else who has the money and will trick him i'm sure into and that's the all thing of is this too even that we're saying that the idea of the magistrate to him it's not like the he's gonna idea. have the idea what the idea the brother i we're gonna keep doing that whole thing where there's gonna be spot spot i i y i i can't even spell now but anyway <laughs> oh my god the, the you need sh- those encyclopedias is oh, what i you need something but oh, this whole good. thing is where i don't know if he's gonna think the magistrate like is gonna be all that bad it's not like he's gonna get pushed to the idea like i need something bad to put like you know make this city right like he'll, oh no he'll no think that this is good all the oh, way yeah, through I, and even I believe his that ideals become more extreme for how extreme everything gets in Gotham. well and i also think that he Again, he's going to be desperate. You you keep getting the idea, idea that all of these happenings, and even when it's played out here with the party crashers, where's Owen Wilson? You end up where you keep thinking this is a setup. These are all setups. Wedding crashers. Yeah, I know. But with this whole thing going on, (laughs) it sounded right. With me going, and they're like the party crashers come in. And then you have Bruce with the Batman narration. Ooh, this really throws things off for the Nakano. I'm like, does it? I mean, you could spin this very easily of this is why we have to get rid of vigilantes because of these nonsense are from them, all that. But even so, they're trying to raise money. He wants to do his vision for Gotham. I don't know why he has a 20-sided die there. Maybe he wants to get a, uh, you know, a 20 there with this. But He's trying to raise money. He's already desperate. You can tell. You notice and how vision is highlighted because yes. he has one eye. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and you get to see these piece of crap rich guys around Bruce. Bruce even says, I'm still there. I got a seat at the table, even though I can't afford it. Uh, and these other people, they this? don't care what's going on. They're just going to give money. Well, if no, they you feel have like the high society not. of Gotham just pretty much opening their piggy banks for Nakano yeah. to like, you know, save face and just do with their yeah. part of being a socialite. But this whole thing when the party crashes show him, it's good to a degree oh, because it shows you that things are still going on in Gotham that you need a clown hunter and stuff like that because I you think still have people pushed. putting on their clown mask, turning like actually not even just putting on their clown mask, but evolving into their own clown base. The problem with that, though, while I think it's good to keep the storyline going, what happens to the party crashes? Because they come in to try to just do a single heist. We learn about them, how they got you know tech from the Joker during the Joker War, were inspired by the Joker. They became their own thing. But... Batman sweeps in. He beats him up. There. In, beats him up, but they get away. I know. Yeah. When did know. they get away? I don't know. Uh, maybe there's more of them. We don't really know much about them or this, and they are kind of surface level. Now, if you're going to now try to convince me, which I think you're doing right now, Eric, that Mariko Tamaki leaves loose ends that never get tied up or don't make sense because that's what happened constantly over at the Wonder Woman book. Now you have me worried. 
I wasn't necessarily worried. I just want something a little more exciting. I'm just saying you you had the party crashers and you think you're done because Bruce Wayne, like, you know, does normal, like, you know, Batman kind of thing. He has to excuse himself, jumps out of a window, puts on the bat costume, comes on back in and takes out the party crashers. I'm like, okay, this is our, like, you know, Batman action for our book. But later on, when you have the party crashers licking their wounds and getting away, when did they have a chance to get away or any of this stuff actually going on? It feels so weird and out of place. And not only that, but when you have Nakano and his group trying to be escorted out by security because of the party crashes, which is fun name just because they are crashing the party. But yeah. uh, they're being escorted out to be for security reasons. When you have a character who's involved with Nakano, whose name is Hugh Vile, like, yeah. there's going to be a problem with this guy going well, forward. And especially it looks like he has like, you know, weird cuts in his face. He does seem to have cuts. Right? And I, I'm like, eh, they're, they're accepting. I didn't know if the cuts came because the, the glass crashing, but he seems weird. But old Neil, he's just a piece of crap. Neil. Well, again, and- Neil, this whole idea where Neil is a part of this and the socialites and actually, you know, is even lives on Bruce's street and stuff like that. This, that's the most interesting thing about this whole thing, because while you want a Batman book, Detective Thomas, I'm more interested in more of the new status quo of Bruce Wayne for this book because he lives on a street where he doesn't really like his neighbors, but there's a high society kind of like neighborhood that he lives in. He has to go to parties because, you know, his neighbors yeah. are inviting him there. They're always going to be poking around. He doesn't have the actual like, uh, like, uh, getting away that he could at like Wayne Manor where he doesn't have any real neighbors around him for like yeah, many he miles. he could just lock his door. So I like the idea that we're focusing more on Bruce Wayne yeah, and I a murder mystery all. that goes on in the neighborhood. Like the, the thing is like, he's so concerned about the super villains of Gotham as Batman. He's being pushed into a scenario where it's Bruce Wayne and his neighbors. Like it's almost like the trouble at home that you don't expect. I'm like, it's a different angle that I actually I don't, look forward I to. I don't like it that much, and I actually think it's more of the lines of a, a guy getting a job, or you know, any character getting a job. I think that they'll be pushed aside, and even with that, before you end up saying this new status quo for Bruce Wayne, what the hell's the status quo? Because one minute he's at a fancy gala because. He still has a seat, even though he can't afford it. The next deal, they say he's still got millions. Then he's there at this because his apartment itself is worth a lot of money. It's a big, yeah. you know, to do deal. So what is the status quo? Because he keeps going back and forth. He's underneath building things in the sewers, things like that, you know, setting even up the micro caves that he has yeah, yeah. later on Future State, whatnot. But you have this Neil guy who's also a guy right hand man of Nakano I think that he's in with the magistrate that's where you're going to get the whole deal and at the end he's a murderer it looks like I mean the mystery it's doesn't seem to be much of a mystery he is bloody well, no no I'm saying the mystery to me is why the hell is he murdering neighbors of his and like the whole thing and leaving their bodies out there I and think then he's going just down into the ending freaking up sewer. trying to terrorize people so that the magistrate ends up I think that he's totally in with Simon Satan the magistrate so, okay again and, that's something interesting where you actually take it to the high society where they don't actually have crime in well, the neighborhood as much as other I ones and actually more, create a panic I think it's more forced though because you even have Bruce say ooh these people don't care because it never gets to them then it gets to them by the guy who's the right hand man of nakano who was played off as a, a real piece of shit the whole time he's cursing and yelling at everyone he's real mean and whatnot sounds like a think, jim warner i just think yeah but then you know <laughs> you're like jim's in this he's the bad guy it's just nothing really hit with me to get me that excited for anything because it just happens like you say the party crashers come in Bruce is like, wait a minute, they don't usually crash galas like this, and they only snow, and then that leads, but then Bruce ends up going and beating him up again, and things are just, 
kind of moving along without much of anything for me to grab onto. Well, yeah, right there, you, you know there's something of... more is going on because the party crashes are working for somebody else because heists aren't their usual game. Something's up. My bet is that they have something else's plan. It's a test, this whole thing going on. Yeah, I just that's, think that's that's they're a, working that's not my, with... It's not my I, thought. That's what's on the book. Yeah, I think they're working with Neil, who's working with the magistrate, and it's just going to tie in. The problem I have is I need to see that escape route of where Mariko Tamaki is going to convince me that she can write a story that I can follow. Because, again, I said it when Wonder Woman started. That first issue we liked, and then it, it became a mess. I didn't like her X-23 book. You ended up going 12 issues a whole year with nothing. And this almost feels like, again, more of nothing. It, more concerned with Bruce Wayne and not Batman because she doesn't necessarily like to write superheroes, it seems. And so you get this whole deal but when you get this girl, Sarah Worth, she gets killed, but we don't know her. I mean, there's a lot of things thrown out there. We only know her father and things like that. In the meantime, we have a villain coming up that I believe is called Mr. Worth and is going to be the big villain in Detective Comics. So I just it ended up not being bad. It just See, Sarah Worth is the daughter of the man who level. built most of Lower Gotham. She has four degrees, and her husband Sam runs a tech company that speeds up data transfer. His and again, third startup in as many years. That's not the info that gets me concerned about her. Or any, like, there's a lot of surface level Donovan info. Jim. No, I don't care about her any either. I mean, really, I don't she's like, like her. Yeah, well, she ends up in Bruce. I, she thinks she's the best reporter in Gotham. I believe she's right. Then she takes the booze that he brought, which was the gift of the deal. I don't like her. She took my booze. And just this huggy lady is there just to be huggy because you know Bruce wouldn't like that. But who does this? Runs up behind a guy you don't even Lydia? know and hug him like that. Yeah. So all in all, it just seemed very surface level with a lot of attention being paid to stuff I don't really care about yet. Maybe I will. I want to know more about Nakano. I want to see how this whole magistrate thing ends up being and what he's doing. And I want to see, you know, Batman stuff. And you don't get a ton of it. It looks great. I'm actually I more just, interested in the Bruce Wayne angle because it's not something that everybody plays up on. Like, we'll have the Batman book and the different Batman books to do with Batman. If we actually want to use Detective Comics as a Bruce Wayne, like, you know, show that angle of it and, like, his new status quo of the neighbor and stuff like that, I'm all for it as long as you can tell interesting not, stories with that angle. And why I'm not is, and you could say whatever you want about, well, she might not. We had a Bruce Wayne story in Future State by her four issues of nothing. It ended up being nothing. I need something that shows me that she's going to write a good story that I can get invested in when I just came off of four issues of, I mean, complete, utter nothingness. And that is what most people, including me and you, thought of the future state deal. Now there was she some starts fun up, stuff in there that I was hoping was bigger There was fun stuff that it. never ended up playing out. It ended up ending with nothing. And so with this, I'm worried about it still. And I want to see, I don't need to see Bruce underneath in the sewers See, that's a weird angle because the whole thing where they're showing Bruce as if he's never worked a day in his life, like this whole thing, like he has done a lot of physical labor to get the things going that Batman needed to get going. So when he's out down in the sewer of the pickaxe, trying to set up a micro cave in the sewer system doesn't get looked at very often. And they're like, oh, man, my back's really killing me. I mean, there's the, the, wow, oh, my God, she realizes he had his back broken a couple times. It felt weird to have that. Not only that, because the thing is, we have some weird symmetry throughout this. Like it's almost like she forgot what you know uh, area she used because we have the neighborhood setting as our thing where we keep going back to like here's Bruce at a party. We're getting introduced to neighbors. 
Later on, we have the like, you know, Sarah getting murdered, and we find out that Neil, who like killed her, is down bloody it's in, in the, the sewers. sewers. Yeah. Bruce, it seems like Bruce just was making one of his micro kids. It almost seems like we keep going back to the same setting for no reason. I'm like, you can use different settings. It's, it's not like it's a stage play where you have a set amount yeah. of backgrounds. And what's weird about it is like, you could sit there and think something along the lines of, oh my God, he's trying to set up Bruce, but. Uh, how would you know that, you know, the idea of setting up Bruce, who's in the sewer, setting up a cave, cave pickaxe, you know what I mean? Like, who I'm going to get that pickaxe, Bruce. It's just a it's weird play. Too. With the way that Bruce Wade is setting up micro caves in the sewer, I don't even know how he's doing it. What we see what out of this. I'm telling you, he's like, what a is generator. He I'm saying, what is he building out of But the idea that know. his entrance to what he's going in and out is he just leaves a manhole open and leaves some cones around. I'm like, that didn't work for Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters too. Yeah, really. Work for it doesn't here. work. I could just imagine he ends up down the sewer pickaxe and it still looks better than this shithole basement that I'm in right now. Uh, but yeah, like, you end up the with this murder has down there because it looks like he honestly took a manhole down here where he's got like a tractor down here, yeah. some forklifts. I'm like, how that did looks you like get this shit those, down like, here? A, a forklift, maybe a generator. He's got lights and shit like, like I would that. actually want him to set up something almost like they had in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the movie where they had like a, a subway station or a train station that was like, you know, it shut down like decades ago or something like that. Or even what, what they had in Blank Man. He's pickaxing the floor. What I is he doing there? I need to train this water out somewhere. <laughs> He's like, how about I get this out? I better put the cone over there so I don't slip in that water, that sewer water. And oh, then, man, I got a crick in my back. And, and then he's like, yeah, I hope nobody finds out it's me with my Wayne Enterprises insignia case behind me. It looks like he's got a Wayne Industries deal there. I, I just don't get it. The idea where it must say in the script, then Bruce built a cave in the sewer. Denmark's like, yeah, okay, I'll go it's with It's funny that. that we're dealing with micro caves when we know in the Batman book that Bruce has a garage that he's sharing with Ghostmaker and is doing, you know, Ghostmaker slash Batman stuff, whatever he has set up there. Because we have it down here. It's like, this cave is 20 feet below and six blocks away from home. I'm like, what is it? You see the bat signal sky? You go out for a jog and go down a manhole? <laughs> it's in case you fall down the manhole. And even with that, I'm there. like, I want to see more of the garage because even when Batman's pulling away from the gala at the freaking city hall and the party crashes show up, there is a new Batmobile here that I want to see more of. It looks like it has a weird freaking like sharp ass cow catcher in the front of it. And it's cow catcher, from- it looks like he's been running over homeless guys. And, and they, and there's like bloody blood on it. I want to yeah. know. I want to be able to have a better look at this. And I don't know why they're hiding it from a weird front angle this way. <laughs> Still, though, I love it. It's like that going on. Bruce is at the gala, and then all of a sudden you have this car. He's driving around with a bat insignia on it. You could kind of leave that up. But when when you're going with all of this, just this cave thing, I actually took the idea that the cave was in quotes cave because the micro caves to me seem like they were apartments in, in some of the Wayne buildings in between things like the Court of the Owls and stuff like yeah. that. You don't necessarily have to go in the sewer and start pickaxing, you know, the sewers there, Bruce. Don't tell you, me you how to live my you life. You don't need this. And it, that is what I'm worried about. The idea that Mariko Tamaki thinks to show that Bruce doesn't have as much money, he's going to do the work as if this is something anybody would do. Like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to get my hands dirty pickaxing in the sewer. No, I love that too. To- that he actually does have a sink set up down there so he can wash his hands from the dirty ass water <laughs> that he's been pickaxing at. But he already has a, a, a freaking <laughs> sink a set sink. up down in the sewer, pumping in clean water so it's cool. I'm like, no, this is just gray water. You're just gross, Batman. Yeah. It's he just actually, pumping the water out of your feet. He doesn't. He doesn't realize, and then you see the hose going down right into where exactly. he's pickaxing, and he's like, "Ooh, clean now. Let me make some. Let me make some coffee. Could make some salad. Yeah, by hand salad." 
Gotta keep it. I'm telling you, this is just odd. It, it's an odd play. Of- it's an odd feeling book because it is doing something different. And like you, I'm not the biggest fan of Rika Tamaki. I just hope from what we get here, there I are hope, some like- things that I want to see more of. Honestly, I want to see more of them in a more competent – is what I consider a more competent writer's hands. But I can see Ooh, some stuff that I want to see going forward. And I just hope that things pan out the way it that I want great. them to go. I mean, it looks fantastic. You can't say anything bad about the art. It looks great. And that's going to affect my score by the end. But I saw a lot of people just loving this. I just – I don't know. To me – just the idea of coming out of Future State, this is the first issue. I need something, a, a big bang for this. Seeing party crashes, and but, I'm not Jim, exactly Neil on your line. Somebody. Yeah, I know. But even seeing him doing it, it just seemed like the play. It Again, Wonder Woman started out, you had Mariko Tamaki come on, and you had the whole deal with Maxwell Lord. Oh, my God, this is going to be cool. And then, and So I hope that this actually pans out into something, and she doesn't take what she normally does is take six to 12 issues to tell barely and I need something. And this seems like a lot of tertiary things going on that makes me worried. But I do like the idea of seeing Nakano, how he gets desperate, how he gets duped because he seems again, a smart, good guy, but something has to go where he doesn't realize that he is opening it up to this nonsense. And even then, Seems to be in the dark, and I think that Neil will be the guy. Hey, let me take care of that. Once you let somebody I, I, like that take care of shit, you're well, in trouble. You and I a think situation that. where we know the magistrate is going to show up, and Simon Satan wants to get this pushed through no matter what's going on, because we already know that the scarecrow is involved. His death was faked in order to like keep him off the radar. We know that there are people within like high-ranking officials and stuff like that who are with Simon Satan are going to help him push this through. I want to see how far the conspiracy goes. So we know that Neil is like, you know, right-hand man in the Kano. So we see that angle. We know that like uh, Simon Satan, we know the Scarecrow so far. I like the idea that we are opening this up and getting to see who's all involved. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I believe that the uh, solicit said a Mr. Worth was going to be the villain. So we'll see how that evolves as well. But we go to the backup. This is his first name, Butter. It might be, but that's no. Get woke, Eric. Seriously. It's uh, Mr. Demon Buttersworth. or Detective Part 2, uh, you end up having the Damien story that is going to lead us into that solo book. The Robin number one will be next from Joshua Williamson, where he's going to go to the League of Lazarus tournament. I call it the Kumite. I do, do laugh that if you are in the DC universe, if Eric Shea has an island that he wants to hide in and not have anybody find him, call, it Eric, Shea, call it Eric Shea Island. Lazarus Island is where they are here. Everybody I'm not going to Dinosaur Island. Us. No, you don't like that. But again, it, it tells you what's there. I mean, at least they're they're honest. There's it's like, it's like there. where you want to go to Australia. Like, where are you going? Monster Island. Oh, I yeah, got Monster you. Island. Monster Island. Uh, and we find out that after that last backup, it, it, it's a crazy thing, Eric. But uh, Talia didn't die. She didn't oh, get her throat. She ended and it up happened killing exactly the guy. Like I thought where Damien was going to hesitate because it doesn't matter. Talia's not going to let this guy freaking. Yeah, take but her he out. says he hesitated by he was distracted by the tattoos. Actually, I don't like that line because I don't think he ever ever say that especially to talia trying he to keep probably, safe face no what he's got a safe faces and i was distracted by their tattoos safe faces i knew you, he says i knew you would take care stop there don't say i was distracted you don't say that to talia you don't say that to anybody when you're damien but he is interested in the tattoos you don't get much from that just this lazarus you do get talia admitting 
that she has gotten Leviathan stolen from her, all of that stuff. I'm telling you, the Al Ghul family is going through some hardships right now, and I actually do like the her breaking down everything, how bad it is, because later on, I would love to see her come out of the shadows after not seeing Talia for a while, even though she's doing totality stuff with freaking Lex Luthor and Ben Yeah, Bandle that's Savage, the thing. Where we do see the rise of the Al Ghuls, or even Raish in the background, who's able to bring her, them, their name back to promise. Because like this, Damien, Leviathan was stolen from me. Our family has lost control over the Lake of Shadows and the Lake of Assassins. My father has fallen from grace. There are much larger things going on in the world that are now a part of which demand my attention. We're talking about and what they say, like, you know, look at event Leviathan, but maybe that's for the stealing of the yeah, Leviathan. Yeah. But you have the totality going on in the background. We know that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, she's going to be on that. But so I want to know this because she's like, you know, are you of your father or are you of the, uh, like the Al Ghul family and stuff like that when they go into the, into the helicopter and she's talking about the idea of the League of Lazarus. They have a Kumite all the time to prove who's the most like fighter in the world. And when Damien hears this, he pulls a Batman on and jumps off. But I want to know what this is because he shows up in this backup the first time we see it in the Batman where uh he has what seems to be like a weird ghillie suit on and a weird yeah. mask. And now he just leaves that behind for his, you know, Robin title, like, you know, costume. Yeah, it before. seems like, like he's changing he inside. <laughs> I mean, he ends up having that costume on until he jumps out of the helicopter. He's got the quick change. Quick change. Like, like, what is that? Like, is he like, I don't know. Like, all right. Now I don't know. It's like, it's a toss up in his mind. It's like two faced. He has to flip a coin for everything. It's like, am I a bat or am I an Al Ghul? And I'm just going to take my clothes. I'm changing my clothes right here to see who I really am. Yes, I'm he the, the other, again. Did he show up with that weird mask to say, this is an Al Ghul mask. Underneath and- he has the Robin mask on. Yeah, I just think because it's called Robin number one, and you have to have that spread what page. What a weird so, thing to have, though. Out of a, nowhere, he just changes his clothes. I think it's because they, and even people said, why would it be called Robin one? He's not Robin He's anymore. not Robin anymore. And they're like, well, you know, now he Did is. Did he have this quick little talk with his mom about the League of Lazarus <laughs> or how bad the Al Golds are doing Damn right now? Well, shit, I guess the Waynes aren't doing that bad. I'm the a Robin clothes, again, everybody. The clothes make the man. I, I just laughed at a couple things. Now, you are pushing the idea, ooh, the Al Ghuls, they're down and out. They still have a helicopter flight. These things are, you never see the real effects like a Bruce Wayne. Ooh, he doesn't have his money, but he does, but he doesn't, but he doesn't have enough. He's there. I just want to think that Talia is somebody who wants to keep up appearances. And I would love, I would love to have a book. This is so ridiculous. You know ridiculous, how much credit Sarah. card debt she's swimming in right now? No, what I want to see that makes it like, she's going to keep up the guys here with her son. Hey, look, let's get in the helicopter. Yeah. And then when they go, Damien, sometime he's out and he goes to like a McDonald's. There's Talia. She's working the fries. And like, oh, my God. And that would be, no, don't look at me, son. I also like when she says, I can't treat you like a son anymore. I wanted Damien to say, what, like, kill me? You bitch. We've, we've I mean, gone through this, mama dear. You did, you jerk. You're now one of my assassins. Oh, oh, really? Why? Because you had those crazy. Is it because you, know, you don't have to pay me and you need to freaking say you have assassins because yeah, really. no one is working for you right now? It's now the League of Assassin. It's singular because she has no money or power. I do like the idea that we are bringing this all together, even though he never heard of the League of Lazarus and some things been kept from him just because yeah. we need a reason that Damien's never heard of this or and we've Damien's never heard of this. too smart for anything to get by, so you have to have it like this, you know, whole deal of subterfuge. You never but told I me. I do like the idea that the Al Ghuls, like, you know, had these different factions of their organization where you had the League of Assassins, the League of Lazarus, and the League of Shadows, and they've all gone against the Al Ghuls at this point, and even to the point where the League of Lazarus has shown back up so the league of shadows 
whatever three white dudes are running it right now freaking are like, oh, shit, they're back. Well, they're probably going to join our tournament. Don't worry. So is the boy Wonder Robin. Don't worry. We have a hawk to take care of him. Yeah. Connor Hawk, everybody. Yeah, it's Connor, which is cool. You also have on their screen looking at some people. It looks like uh, you have Rose Wilson yeah, and then Ravager. some other people, even including maybe the 1930s Batman. I'm now, the not thing sure is, over there. Is that the 1930s Batman or is that the Batman of Japan? I don't know. Maybe that's what could, I saw. The Batman of Japan would be pretty cool. We haven't seen what's he doing once Batman Incorporated got shut down. That guy needs some some work. So that'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, and then. The one girl, do you know who she is smoking it up, Eric, like a badass? No, I'm not sure, one. but I, I, yeah. she looks familiar to me for whatever reason. Yeah, she reason. does, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I am cautiously optimistic. I'm not as big a Joshua Williamson fan as some, uh, so I'm wondering how it plays out, but I like seeing Connor. Again, he had a thing where he went to a tournament to prove he was the best martial artist, and maybe he'll be there, and hopefully he's on the down low and kind of give him the well, wink, wink. But, shows but that's what that other story was about as well. And so, and I hope uh, King Snake shows up as well. And that'd be cool. I mean, you could get a lot of characters that could be some fun with this. I hope that there is more than just the fight of the month, though. I don't want to have Damien like, now I'm going to fight Shiva. Now I'm going to fight this. Now I hope that there is a cool story involved, so we'll have to wait for that. Yeah, I, guess, but, I hope there's a cool story involved, but with each thing where we progress the story throughout the days, I hope there is a really cool fight involved each well, time. there's going to always be a fight, but I don't need it just being a fight every like issue. Like you saw that in Bloodsport, really... where it's like, okay, here's a different match. Oh, who are these yeah, guys? That's the thing, though. Bloodsport had Jean-Claude Van Damme, so he is going to carry this things. Plus, Hawk. plus ends up having that guy, that old guy Clean when they arrow. get there and they're like he's frank dukes like put up your dukes okay usa and then they go in eric is awesome i mean really and then you have uh montel williams out of nowhere he's a ref and he's grabbing you know gold that, teeth that's and not stuff. that's not montel williams oh i always thought it was i i still get sick to my stomach when he bites on that tooth that's still bloody guy's gonna get hepatitis eric what, what's he You're doing about those things in the 80s I guess. I also love when you end up having the platforms and they start moving around, transforming and stuff, like terraforming. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Bloodsport is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, but yeah, you could get tiresome after like six months of just that. So I hope that there's more of a You're thing right. They need to double beyond ship this. Because he is going with the idea of he's looking into the Lazarus stuff. That's the tattoo, you know, point where yeah. he's going to try to figure this out. We'll see how that goes. But they're already on him. They have a they have a hawk, Connor Hawk, and it looks like he's going to. I do kick like the way they're Damien's promoting the series though with these little backups and stuff like that. Because not only are we promoting Damien what he is going for, but now you have Connor Hawk involved in this whole thing. Which for some reason it's like here's the first appearance of Connor Hawk in this new universe. We just made this Detective Comics is worth ten times more, right? Yeah, people don't care about Connor Hawk. A dollar more a month. That's why I think it's in there. You know, want to go to the cash register. But overall, this is good. It's just like I said. I seem to be bitching and moaning a lot about it, but I'm just worried because of the stuff with you know Mariko Tamaki and what she did on and didn't do on Wonder Woman and stuff. But if you're down with her, then there's no reason not to like this. I'm still at an eight out of ten. I still think the art's good. And the backup art, we didn't even really meant It's great. I yeah, really so like all Everything of looks stuff. good in this book. Yeah, I just hope that the story develops more in this. When you are reading it and you're even saying to yourself that you wish some of the things from the Batman book were in this, that kind of says to me as well that 
it's not as good a synergy, but also some of the cooler things were in the Batman. I just hope that this develops into something that I can. I, I just had a lot about. of fun reading the Batman with all I the know, new status well, quo angles of things, and just seeing that Ghostmaker and Bruce are well, bros. It's weird. It's even weird seeing Batman going around and not even talking to Ghostmaker. I mean, you should at least give little shout outs to those things a bit, but eh, it, it's not bad. It's a it's a slower start with Detective, which makes me worried because the Tamaki deal in the Dark Detective was slow throughout. And she ended up not really tying things well into the Wonder Woman deal coming off of X-23 that I was bored. So these are my that's my trials and tribulations to this. I hope that she proves me wrong next issue and we get going with some cool stuff. Not just Neil. Bloody Neil, I like to call him. But yeah, I'm eight out of ten. Uh, what, what would you give it? I'd give it a seven out of ten. I enjoyed a lot of the stuff. Yeah, we I had liked here, it more but... than you, even though I'm yelling at you about yeah. it. But I did like it. That's the thing is, I love the backup. Anything dealing with Damian Wayne going forward, like with this new persona, because even though, like you know, he was Robin no more, which broke my heart. Obviously, he's still Robin Hunter because he's going to wear that emblem on his chest and going to a big old fight, you know, Kumite with Connor Hawk and bringing that character back into the main continuity. That's all really great stuff to me that I can't wait to read more about. Especially the idea once we get Connor out of that and we bring him back into the Green Arrow book, and he realizes that. He has a freaking aunt who's younger than him in my mind with Emiko Red Arrow. I'm like, no. I need to see this dynamic work out. But for the rest of the detective comics, like there's things here that I like the angles she's pushing, like the war at home, what's going on for like, you know, Bruce Wayne, he's always looking at the big picture as Batman. Gotham as a whole, what he's not going to be looking at is his own neighborhood and the monsters that are right next door. That's a cool angle to me that I want to see played out more, but it's just we didn't do a lot here with it, even though the book looked great because we have the party crashes come in. They get away unbeknownst to me until they show up, you know, gotten away later. And like, I just needed some more out of this issue than I wanted. But from the things that are set up, I look forward to what we have going forward. Yeah, I'm not that. Yeah. I'm not that interested in the, you know, the monsters in his neighborhood and stuff like that. I think that that's just push. But the other thing is, I actually don't know what I think about the Robin no more, and then I'm wearing a Robin because it made no sense in this. He didn't even have time to change or have an extra thing, and I think it's just there because when they said, "Can we have a Damian Wayne book?" No, no, no. It has to be called Robin, so people buy it. Okay, I'll just put him in the costume. I, I don't think at this point it's anything more than that, especially with what we got from this issue. I just think it's there so that they can call the book Robin. I wish that at one point Talia said, you know, put on the Robin thing. We're going to go undercover, do something like that so they don't know that you're involved with me or whatever. But we didn't get anything like that. It's just him from seated to jumping out, change costumes somehow. Well, it was a weird uh, thing because it's like, you're no longer apart with your father. You're going to be apart with me, like, you know, together with me. And then he's me. a Robin. Are you, exactly. And he left her right there and went off. And like, he made his choice, it seemed like to me. But made his choice. He jumped out of the helicopter that he was sitting in with another costume on. And well, then I think as he just he's had falling, a poncho on over top of it, which was weird. No, to me it that looks he would like he had, his, he had his actual costume on. It looked like the exact costume that he's been wearing since he's been Robin no more. I'm saying, and, though, like that costume that he had on had that weird, almost like, you know, leaf ghillie suit quality that looked like it was just over top of what he was wearing. Yeah, just and that I, weird, it, oversized mask. It's just an odd deal to just, but it, again, it's because the book has to be called Robin number one. And so you have to get that. But we're going to go off to the next deal, which is your book here. What is it? Action Comics number 1029, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art. I'm sorry. And also Becky Clonin and Michael W. Conrad with art by Phil Hester, Eric Gapster, Hi-Fi, Dave Sharp, Michael Avon Oming, and Taki Soma. Superman's on broad time as John continues to tell his daddy that he's about to die. And even though it looks like we've averted that future by John taking matters into his own hands, 
And even though we saw the future where Superman didn't die, we still spent this issue saying and doing the exact same thing as we as the last issue of Superman. Only this time we got to see Pa Kent fall off a ladder and the idea that Mongo is showing up for a few days to kill. If that was enough to satiate your super senses, we also have Midnighter back up that continues his convoluted future state story that puts old Midnighter and a younger body in the past with Andre Trojan in his mind. Yeah, uh, is this Clark and John or Pete and Repeater? I'm not sure Ooh, because, wait. boy, this is so similar to well, what that's we the got thing in is, Superman. Super, last issue of Superman, the Philip Kenny Johnson's first official like issue of that series, we had Superman and Superboy in space fighting interdimensional monsters and John saying, you're going to die, Dad. I don't want you to die. In this issue, we start out with John and uh, Superman fighting interdimensional monsters in space with John saying, Dad, you're going to die. I don't want you to die. And then finally finding out the Star Labs is involved, even though we did, in such a weird way that they still don't deal with. And and what the weird thing is with this to me is that you're really pushing. I mean, it is really we might as well all cue up cats in the cradle right now because, you know, this whole deal of cry. trying to get the feels <laughs> and trying to do that. My problem is is that I'm not getting the feels from this. Number one, this is as silly as a cliffhanger. Oh my god, Batman's gonna die. Oh my god, Superman will not <laughs> So this idea of, oh, man, in the future, they say you die. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, but it gets a little shaky. It gets a little shady around that time. And I'm like, yeah, that's when he gets spirited away to War World and nobody knows he's there. That's why you end up being Superman in the future state field. Whatever. Metropolis. But, but with this, I'm not getting like. Well, even that, almost, did you get the idea that that was what happened? Because it almost seems like John going and saying, like, not yet, this but is I what think happened, what how happens. you died, Dad. So I'm going to go and like close this breach and save your life. So this I averted is the this. problem. In this book, in this issue, he starts to say things about disappearing. And, and and not being around, not necessarily like we buried your ass and you were gone. He starts to kind of get to the, the you know, the narrative. She's telling me and my then, dad actually died when I was nine and not 19 because he wasn't around. Yes, yes, exactly. And he just went out for a pack of smokes. He died. He died in your heart that day, Eric. But yeah, you, you kind of get this deal of him saying, and then nobody knew what happened to you. And that, yeah, he says, I knew the day you were going to die, whatnot. And with that, the way Superman looks in parts of this, I thought he was growing gills at I one point. I hate the then art in I think all that of this. He, the green is on him. He's now the swamp thing. I mean, it's terrible. But the idea of this thing of oh, every sun, I mean, he is going so hard and heavy trying to get the feels of a son seeing that his parent is not invulnerable. The golden age of youth, when you find out. It's too much, and well, I'm not, it's that. not hitting with me. Well, and people are loving it, it the seems. Thing that is, like it. it does not hit as well, because what we have here is a forced, aged-up John Kent. Now, yeah. if we actually dealt with him being Superboy for the entire 17 years that he is now, that would make sense. But we have this whole thing where he was just 10 years old to freaking Clark a few months ago. Now he's 17, and now he's like, you know what, Dad? Like, you know, you're, you get a little, like, long in the tooth. I'm like, no, he's still the same age he was a few months ago to you. Just you're older. It doesn't make the same amount of sense that because you haven't been growing up with him the way that they're like normally you should to have these feelings kind yeah. of thing because even when clark talks about later on he's like i saw your grandpa fall off a ladder one day and he told me there was a golden age in every child when they like you're know, like when you see your son step out of the shadow of a parent and go and do their own thing and be their own man i'm like this is not feeling like as well as it doesn't work well, as well as it could because you have done nothing to set up except for john b whiny in a narration saying 
My dad is and, not and immortal. Even then, in this one, you don't even get John's narration. It's an omnipotent narrator who's like, yep, sometimes kids end up seeing their parents get not invulnerable and not going. And that's the day that it, it okay, we had that last issue, and it doesn't hit mainly in my mind because, like you said, we just started this run. We just have this thrown at us. There is no setup at all. You're trying to get an emotion from people if, you know, they're fathers or or mothers or whatever their parents and yeah every person who has kids knows that you do not eric but that you know of but you don't you do get to this part where when they're growing up they think that you're the greatest thing you can do no wrong then they wise up is what ends up happening you have barely any dialogue between them because you have a lot of fights with superman and superboy against these you know interdimensional freaking monsters from space going on so when you have this no dialogue thing when you just have this weird hokey narration like they needed protectors once and like because but while they were in our care we did right by them they learned first from our example and then from our mistakes finally finding the tools and the confidence to overcome obstacles we couldn't and this all just leads to superboy taking everything into his you know own hands because he doesn't want his daddy to die then finding out in star labs like the space station like look for whatever reason, we open the breach on this side. The only way to do it is to take this freaking breacher gun, take it on that side, and close it there. But yeah. you know what that means? I do. It's not. I didn't like. I don't understand your science or why this is, or just the idea that well, Amanda Waller found out that they were doing this. Like, open it again so My, I can yeah. test the Superman. Like, it really seemed like this was originally a test to test Superman for whatever reason. Like, she had an idea this dimension could hurt Superman for, but instead, it's like. I'm Amanda Waller. I want you, Star Labs, to open that breach to the dimension again because I got a hankering. Whatever's over there might hurt the Supermans, and that's all I'm caring about. I'm like, I don't really see how you're connecting the dots to that line of thinking. And why aren't we trying to connect the dots and deal with that? What I think is happening is, and Phil Kenny Johnson said that he really, really enjoyed the Brian. Now, this is might be just what you say when you're part of a company with a guy, but he really liked Brian Michael Bendis' run on both Superman and Action Comics, right? So he goes into this, and maybe he's sitting around, like, what what wasn't there there? What do I see the most complaints of? Oh, it's the aging of John. We didn't get a chance to have the family. We didn't. So he is throwing that out there as a surface level. This is just as bad as the, I'm Superman. I'm good. I don't hurt people. I try to save them, which drives us nuts. And Brian Michael Bendis did that. We get this here with John. Oh, look, they are father and son and they love each other and john is at a point where he's seeing superman but you're forcing this narrative into this and not giving us any sort of detail of anything else even including what you're going on with father and son and and going with the idea you said i want to know more about what amanda waller starlet what they're doing what they're doing and we see we see pop all of a ladder because it's not only that, because when they go to make sure that the Star Lab space station is secure and not going to implode on itself, you have the whole idea. So it is true. Star Labs did this. I'm like, why are you acting like you kind of knew that before? But like, yeah. I'm going to need an explanation fast. And the guy's all like this. The first breach was an accident. We tried to seal it up right away. But Director Waller got wind of the project. She said it was important that we continue to study the breach because of the effect it was having on you. I'm like, why are you calling her Director Waller? I don't know. What does Amanda and, Waller have to do with Star Labs to you, Philip Kennedy Johnson? It, this is what I'm saying. This is feeling, and people may disagree, this is feeling a lot like Bendis stuff because he doesn't seem to know what's going on. He seems to be concentrating on stuff that is surface level stuff without giving us much of a story in the background. And what little story we get is 
convoluted and you can't even grab it. And you said you can't even put the pieces together really well. And then he ends up, yeah, when we're finished, we're going to have a conversation. You won't like it. I'm like, that seemed weird but as you're well. Not, because he's going to fly off to the I desert know. and tell your boy about the day you saw your daddy fall and off plus a ladder. With that, I want that guy with the beard, beardy, I call him. Hey, uh, Superman, you got some spaghetti sauce on It's funny, too, that there. he's there because he looks like the guy in the Suicide Squad movie trailer that keeps yeah. going, whoa, looking at the screens like when King Shark eats somebody. That guy actually reminded me of the friend of Deadpool in the Deadpool movies yeah. as well, by the way. That kind bit. of made me cringe a little. But with that, yeah, they go and let's have some talk in the desert. And let me tell you about the time when I saw Pa, your grandfather, when he fell off a ladder. And I'd like to know the real story. It's like, Pa. The wind blow, get the hell out of here. He seems a little more angry, and Superman is pulling off with that. Look, but the thing is, I know you want to have this nice, like, you know, speeches and whatnot. Oh, it's, it's, it's pain. It's pain. It's I fine. Think it's blood. He ended He's up doing that to barn. cover it. But the whole thing is, when you, like, just imagine that you fall off a ladder and your son walks up to you, and this is what you say to him. That's enough, Logan. It was my own damned fault. Listen, Logan, there's a golden age yeah. when every kid knows their parents are indestructible, that we never fall and we always know. I'm like, just imagine saying Here, this to your off, own child. First off, if I did this, uh, I'll script doctor right there. No, no, no. You have to say, listen, Clark, there's a golden age when every kid thinks their parents are indestructible. It, it, the nose came off weird to me, almost as if. Yeah, those stupid kids. Like, they but think everybody that they're indestructible. Car. And that's okay. Someday that's your kid will see you fall, and that'll be how, okay, too. Like, this is how I talk to my kids. Just that's imagine, too. Like, I can't imagine anything. Like, having verbatim the memory of this conversation with a parent or something like that when they're trying to teach you something. Like, the greatest father-son talk me and my dad ever had is that I was sitting oh, there watching go. TV, and he gets off the phone with my stepmother, walks down the stairs, sits next to me, and he says, Eric – Never get married. And then stands right back up and goes right up the stairs. I'm like, he, like this, I couldn't imagine me trying to tell you the story. And then he told me what love truly was yeah. and how love my fades. Dad, and go. <laughs> my dad, two things that he told me. At one point, he said, never be embarrassed about a, a hard day's work. I'm like, thanks a lot. But the other one was he caught me and my girlfriend in high school doing a little nasty. And then the next day, he's like, you better wear protection. I said, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about, believe in Dad. guns, Dad. And then he said, listen, I don't know shit about shit, but I know what you were doing. I don't know what he said. And then one time he got drunk and said he loved me, Eric. <laughs> Best day of my life. Uh, but it's like yeah, the one time my that, grandfather got drunk. He said he loved me, got pissed off that I made him vulnerable like and that punch and punched you. me in the face. Yeah, punch you in the face. Well, this kind of – when you said about me and Logan and talking, I said last night, Logan was spouting his mouth off, Eric, like he does. And he's like, Dad – I think that I'm a better athlete than you ever would have been or ever were. I'm like, listen here. The day that you think you can take me in anything is the day that I'm going to knock you on your ass. I was so angry. Actually, I called down Tanya. Get down here. Well, he <laughs> Family that, meeting. I'm like, he thinks that he is better than me at, at baseball, right? Baseball. But he doesn't which, play baseball. He never played an inning, but yet he thinks he's such a great athlete that he's better. I'm like, that's bullshit right there. Check that one off, right? Where's my ding song? And then he had the gall to say that he would be better at hockey than me. That's when I got mad, Eric. I'm like, Maybe get your mom down. Ice skating because you can't wear skates. No. The, this is the thing. Tanya comes down and hears all this. She's laughing and basically just said, Logan, I'd stop doing this because your dad gets real angry at stuff like this. <laughs> Never said I was mad. She used to come watch all my games. She knows. She knows her. But yeah, I would never be like, one day uh, a son finds out all this. I'm like, really? Thanks a lot, Socrates. 
Get on your ladder and paint, you <laughs> jerk. And then he says, why the hell aren't you flying and painting now? Why am I on a ladder, you jerk off? And then you see later, because Clark looks very confused at all this in that flashback. He burned down the barn, Eric. That was his solution. I think they're trying to do something different, though, because after the whole thing, we go off to War World, where it seems like a baby in a jar with a robotic body is monitoring Superman and talking to Mongo about the idea that the father is dying and the son is becoming more powerful. But the son is inconsequential to Mongo because he's so bound to Earth. But I think we're trying to do something along the same lines of what we're dealing with Superman and Superboy here because – you have this decrepit Mongol in the background yeah. with a cane missing yeah, one yeah. arm and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, is yeah, this supposed tie to be the Mongol and this is Mongol 2 now that yeah, we're dealing yeah, with? Yeah, it's going like, to be. It feels so weird because – And Mongol's right. going to be upset because his father fell off the ladder well, the, thing the is, barn. Mongol 2 killed his father, so I don't understand well, who this is supposed to be. Who knows? Maybe he's thinking. I, I don't know. Maybe that's the ghost in, this the, in the head. Is Mongol? All I know is if You're you are – to us all. If you, if you are a Marvel and a Donny Cates fan, I really think that we see that that's Cosmic Ghost Rider with baby Thanos in his head. That's what he looks like. But I don't know what's going on. But yeah, yeah, Beth DeCrever. Have you rang Mongol too? Eh, get out of here, Dad. Like, Can- actually, this is what we'll see, I think. This is my protection. First off, we're going to see one of the worst looking mon- Oh, that's the cliffhanger. It <laughs> looks we awful. Already, we've already seen that. You hear me, Dad? Such but- a being wither and die, truly. <laughs> He lives, does he not? All who live must die. Yeah, I think that what we're going to see is when you don't have that strong father-son connection, the father-son connection, that's that's the true heart of the universe, and they don't have it, Eric. And maybe that baby is the next clone Mongol freak. I'm I'm, I'm tired of this whole thing just because we've had Bendis and now Philip Kennedy Johnson using Mongol, and for whatever reason, we went so long without having Mongol. And I'm a big Mongol fan. I like the character because he can go toe-to-toe with Superman, but he has been featured so much just doing nothing or getting punched yeah, across the nothing. town. I'm tired of seeing him now. You know what he seems to be even with it's this awful, awful deal? I think that it's like, hey, hey, everybody, I'm going to use the dark sides. And they're like, you can't use him. Who's this guy? He kind of looks like him. And they just throw him in there because they don't do anything with him. I still expect him to go after that nth metal. Eric, he was had that cannon and stuff pointing that wasn't at him. Things. That was Anamar Sin. I know. He looks like him, Which too. Which, I yeah. want to tell a story because Mongol, be even better. though Brian Michael Bendis says he's a war zoon, even though he isn't, Mongol doesn't really have a true background. It says Anamar Sin and him always looks so like to me. He is one of the seven demons of Thanagar, something like that. I wanted to tie Mongol into that because you don't have them all fleshed out. Where you have the idea of like all him. these different things. Exactly. I wanted to create some other characters and have this other thing. So you have a background on these, you know, you know, seven demons of Thanagar. I believe it's seven demons but like then nobody ever does anything with that do you think that mongol has a colostomy bag because i'm looking at this like i think robot baby head freaking cleans up his shit off the floor well it looks like there's some shit in that bottle right now he probably eats it he's like a fit but how does he get that thing off look look at that like girdle he has on that looks like a lot of tough things to get that off i i don't know if i'd be able i I, when i have to take a, a dump eric it's it's really it's now or never as elvis once sang and so uh, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like that no at all. And, well, look, I'm sorry. Look at all this, like that girdle thing he has. And then I also see the baby. I thought that it was his butt cheeks, but it's his feet. Man, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, we still have more because you think that the art sucked in the first part. It don't get much and better. And not only that, the thing is, I don't care for the art with Phil Hesto or friggin' uh, Avon no. Oming either. But when we go to the Midnighter story, I get really upset just because – 
you had to make Action Comics another dollar for the price tag. Yeah. And you get a Midnighter backup, and th- hopefully everybody was reading that freaking backup in the you know the future state yeah, books of Superman be so because confused. not only that because that was so confusing to me and I read yeah. it and we talked about it the idea of the bootstrap paradox where we had a younger Mon- uh, Midnighter come in with the older Mongol then went back in time and all this other stuff and I'm like. I had such a hard time trying to understand it to go into this. Now we have a Midnighter backup, which essentially all it does for the entire story is tell you, Hey, Midnighter has a fight computer that makes him fight really computer, violent. Fight computer, and fight also computer. Andre Trojan's in his and head. And it's Andre Trojan. Uh, and he's and from the future. I don't think that they get the voice of Midnighter that great, except Eric for one line when he says, I thought these boys were hard. What a joke. That's a joker. <laughs> I actually yes, whoa, that's that, fist questions. Like, whoa, they are really going for it here. Oh, he meant their fighting ability. Well, does Steve okay. Orlando really have the voice of Midnighter? I, I actually liked his voice of okay. Midnighter. No, you did I not. did. Go I, back and listen fun. to those reviews. It was fun, Eric. And also go back then and listen to reviews of Midnighter Apollo. No, we enjoyed that. Started getting it better. Yeah. And so with this though. He is just a raging lunatic and that's screaming the thing at things. Midnighter is a raging lunatic talking about his fight computer that can predict all these different things so he can never be beaten in a fight and is this violent and brutal hero that we have going on. What is he doing? Like, who is he stopping? Who are these people? It oh, doesn't mean, matter. Who are these people? You Larry? mean Lucas? You mean Lucas? No, What's Lucas is Midnighter. To? Yeah. No, I'm saying that's what I'm saying, Midnighter. But even with that, you end up having him like, He's getting all Macbeth with the skull and yelling at the deal. But even that, I don't like the and Lucas that. It's over an Andre and over. Trojan skull from the future that he's disassembling in order to I fix know. his own fight computer, which has allowed Andre Trojan from the, the future hell of an elevator to download into book, his brain. Right? So now you have the thing with two brains going on here as Midnighter fights with himself and trying to keep the idea from Apollo that he is a different Midnighter from the future. And I love the idea where you have God, Andre talking to Lucas and saying, Lucas, you can't get too upset because uh, Apollo has super hearing, but then yet he still just yells and screams and things like that. And Apollo's just there to come in. What's up, babe? Nothing. All right, please. (laughs) All right. This is bullshit. Uh, It's just nonsense. And at the very end, the last page, when you end up having Midnighter and he's like rubbing his temp, that's me reading this. I'm like, I know what you're talking about. And then you better answer the door. (laughs) Everything. Okay. You're beginning no, to worry it's not, me. It's not okay. Nobody wants this. I, I'm I, still I, actually trying to think to myself, in the future state books, why Andre Children took the robotic form of Apollo to begin with. <laughs> because Is he it just because we needed to have it. this book? Is it like yeah. because it's Midnighter well, is the only reason? Here's the deal. You have the Midnighter future state deal, right? You have that. Then you get back to the, is this Long now just to set up the authority book that we're going to get? From you know Grant Morrison, which I don't know. I don't know, think it has but, anything to do with this, anything. He's they mentioned the authority in the thing earlier in the in the future state. I just don't know. It just it's nothing. And if I'm reading this, you know, action comics, and then I'm like, well, at least I read that detective, and it was okay. But the backup with Connor Hawk that was cool. So man, nope, it's it makes it worse. The worst I, part I about this understand. book as a whole, this entire action comics, is at the end of the Midnighter backup when it says to be continued. <laughs> So mad. That's true. There's no the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just a convoluted freaking future state backup that has become an even more convoluted uh, action comics backup. Just imagine it. I'm not enjoying to a freaking backup to that book, making it more expensive that I'm not enjoying. And they all just look like crap. Just imagine if this was even like you could say, well, they could have released it as a digital. Who would buy this? 
and then to shove it into an action comics that is well, already not move. hitting. I, you know, it's smart for them, I guess, but. It's like I, I don't just know. want to be able to like a Superman slash action comics run again. Oh, there's got to be there's got to be somebody out there because we hear people. Oh, I don't want to read the Just League by Bendis, but I, I'm going to buy it for the JLD backup for Ram V. Somebody's got to be out there. I need this Midnighter. The heck with well, that sure action comic. Midnighter fans. Yeah, but would they like this? I don't know. It doesn't Probably even not. feel like the Midnighter that I've read. I've only really read Steve Orlando, so that might be <laughs> a problem. Nobody here is riding the rails. Eric, I don't see those sort of comments, but who are those yeah. called? The train boys? What were what yeah, they called? I think they were like the, <laughs> the, the rail third, boys? No, know. the third rail gang or something. Third rail boys. <laughs> I ended up finding out what the third rail was. I had no idea. How, is, how uh, did you have no idea? That has been a thing that has been joked about for fucking forever. What the hell would have a joke with who? You know, and your it's been a TV like, and movies, nonstop. What, what? What movies that say the joke of the third rail? That's the electrified look, rail. That, I, I that's know a it, hell look, of a joke. They talk about it all the time in all this different media, but the only thing that's coming off the top of my head right now is Jason Takes Manhattan Friday 13th yeah, Part 8. Know I know that. that, but it's it's through all these different things. And like out of out of nowhere, they're like and say anything. Hey, hey there, with your with your boom boom box, watch out for the third rail, it's electrified. I don't know. What am I? A fucking railway enthusiast? Who do you think I am? Roger Daltrey or something? Am I? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know. I must have typed rail. in this whole thing, third rail enthusiast. Third I'm rail? To... I thought that that was a joke about your penis. Hey, you want the third rail? That's what I, I thought it was, Aaron. I'm telling you, I never knew of that until then. And I even That's said weird. while recording it, I don't know what this is. And you said, because that was a weird spotlight. I recorded myself and then we re-recorded with you. And I'm like, what's this third rail? You said it's the electrified deal. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You electrify my ass. I, I Eric, typed this in, and then it has a thing where it's third rail in politics. I'm like, I don't even want to deal with this yeah, anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Uh, so there you go. We've established I'm a big dummy when it comes to the We've third rail, that. Eric. Uh, well, we have established that every week. It, it is funny, though, because I will tell you, you have a high IQ, and that's infuriating quality, Eric. That's what I say. Boosh. Boom. What do you give this? Fuck you five all around because it's pretty much if you read the last issue of Superman, you essentially read this and got little else to deal with it besides for the idea that Mongo's coming into town and he got a Midnighter backup that looked like crap and continued a convoluted story that I didn't like to begin with. Fuck you! I'm with you as well. I, I just, again, I said about Mariko Tamaki needs to impress me. This felt Kenny Johnson has not impressed me at all, even with the stuff he did at Marvel. And I was worried. I ended up telling everybody I was worried, and it's coming to fruition. It better stop quick. This is a book that people are going to give a lead way to because he's coming off a Bendis run that people hated. A lot of people. But giving Philip Kennedy Johnson both books right there is a huge mistake. You can't keep doing this where people don't have other options. Batman, you have like 7 million options. I don't know if you realize that. A lot of people tweet about this. There's a lot of Batman books. But Superman, you don't get a lot. And if it's not hitting, you're fucked again. And it looks like at least at this moment, we're fucked. And we'll see what goes on. We'll always be talking about it and reading it. But like you said, I want to enjoy a Superman story. I want to enjoy something where I think that the person... Do you remember what the backup was of Superman's last issue? Superman's... Oh, it it was Bibbo. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't need that either. And this one was worse <laughs> to me. And to be continued, <laughs> we're going to jump back. Bidowski freaking giving me, you know, like, you know, his stories in Which, the Daily Planet. That's the problem is you love Bibbo. 
I don't. don't need the that of story, though. Yeah, get the Ace of Clubs just, I need him to be behind a bar telling me how much he loves the Superman. <laughs> yeah, but I love that I Supermans. And, and yeah, you need people who don't like the Superman. That's what I was going to say. You that's need him around when they're like, Superman, he's not king of the world. We're going to get him. What you say about my Superman? I need him rolling up his sleeves. I'm going to be angry. you. You're going to you know, be some Making troubles. sure that him and his framed picture Superman is straight on the wall. That's all I need. Damn right. <laughs> he straightens it up. Issue over to be continued. All right, Bebo. Yeah. See you next month. Yeah, see you, Bebo. And he's like, you owe a tab. I'm like, screw you, Bebo. I don't know. I don't need him being, you know, fooled by inter- like galactic freaking monsters who can transform into like beautiful women that say that they're into him while he goes to a, a, a uh, premiere to a movie. Smoking and not the badass way. They're actually got like steam and fog coming I off of them. I hated that backup. I hated this one worse. Hey. Hey, there, attendant, you better stop. These people just got through the popcorns at me. Uh, I'm just an usher. I can't do it. Looks like I'm going to have to do it myself. <laughs> Why did you remind me of that stupid story? Yeah, thanks a lot, Bibbo. They were what going t- after the everyman because if they could what? break someone like you, Bibbo, a true champion of the world, that yeah. means they could break a Superman. Thanks a lot, Bibbo. I'm out of here in a puff of smoke. Hey, where'd you going? Where'd you going, bro? I thought that we was going to have a nightcap. That's my bad. Bibbo starts getting real handsy late. You don't want to know that story. Bibbo gets real, real bad after dark. He's like a sexual gremlin. Eric, you don't feed him after midnight or he's going to do some wacky ass shit. Watch out, Eric. Don't get him wet either, if you know what I mean. Oh, my God, Eric. That is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. Hey there, Bibbo. What's going on? Why are you drinking after midnight? You know you shouldn't. Hey, shut up, baby. Get on the floor. I don't know. I, I don't know you what's know. going on there. It's you know. Hey. <laughs> Andrew Dice Bibbo. When are we going to get a Bethel hey. freaking back up to Super Chimp? Maybe. Even though originally, Eric, his name was not Beppo. That was the name of a chimp in town with an organ grinder going it's around fine, trying to beg Jim. for money. Dick Grayson's I'm name just, wasn't originally Nightwing either, uh, but now Marv Wolfman here, created him. buddy. <laughs> I'm just giving you the continuity. Because I, I was going to do, I was going to do an issue there, and he's like, hey. and he ended up super monkey, ended up in the tree, looking. He's like, oh, everybody likes this the organ grinder monkey. I'm gonna pretend I'm him, and he tried to do it. Nobody liked his shenanigans there. It's nonsense. He wasn't the first one there. Nobody liked him. Then he was taking apart cars and things. Nonsense. Also, going back just because we're at the end of this little section, though, but in that Detective Comics, in case you have read it, we had a little thing at the beginning of Nakano's freaking uh, fundraiser. Outside the like the city hall, you had Huntress sitting up there. I'm like, so we're going to get some more Huntress in that book, which seems cool yeah. to me, too. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, Eric. We shall see. But yeah, you did have that. So that's cool. So well, things are I was kind looking of, at my know, Huntress action figure hanging up- on the wall here in card. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Grow up. I uh I just like, you know, we have a lot of things like with Connor coming in at that. It's like a brave new world here that we can. It's an infinite frontier, I'd say, yeah, where it is would. fun. It is fun to end up. Like, it's not Jimmy's multiversal. Not, you end up, you know, some cool stuff. So hopefully it'll all pan out. I am looking forward to a lot of these things like I was back at Rebirth, though. I don't have that same enthusiasm a little less. I got to I think it's because we all got our asses burned. With that, so we'll see. But we're going to go off now, little break, and then come back with two more books. He got his first real comic, got it at a five and nine. Ready 
to his fingers plan And reading comics most of his life Him and some guys from school They had a book and they tried real hard Jake quit, Knuckles got married Thomas was never gonna get far When he looks back now Ah, uh, yes, Eric, you have read comics most of your life, and you took your dad's advice. I mean, yeah, I you said earlier that he gave you one bit of advice. You, at least you paid attention. You took it. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Heaven Daddy, is what I say. Ghost Dad there for you. Has he ever no, uh, come that. back to you as a ghost? And if he did, would you end up being confused and saying, I don't believe this because you would never come back to see me ever? Where is How that? dare you? Where you would have that, you'd be like, no, that does not How work in a your whole deal daddy thank you daddy uh my dad if my, if my dad's like oh my god i rushed here to see you i'm like you ain't my daddy there's no way <laughs> you kind of you're rushing you with your trickery. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing here where's your monkey paw you been and he's like no no i have a pig's foot that i'm gnawing on i'm like mm, same thing he liked the pig's feet i i used to get disgusted by that and what we're talking about is when my mom would go out shoe shopping eric oh my goodness that's not nice to call my mom a pig, is it? Uh, I don't no. know. I don't know, Eric. I have no Blunt idea. And I, I can tell you right now because you don't know. I can tell you. It's not good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for telling me, Eric. We're here to talk two books to finish up. And just because they're in the second section at the end doesn't mean they're bad or whatnot. We just don't have a lot of books. And detective and action go in the front because if we were going by that action comics would have been last in my voting but we're going to start with batman superman number 16 we're coming into this i wish that we had a number one uh I, batman superman's like that side book though but really get rid of batman superman call it world's finest give us a number one gene luen yang on this book and give us something new and whatnot uh i didn't really love joshua williamson's batman superman book you ended up meandering at the beginning, tying it into, you know, year of the villain and the whole, all that nonsense. And then when he got to tell stories, they were kind of just like goofy nothing stories. Right? You like those stories, Eric? You there? No, I wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, no. So we end up starting this, and people are going Lady Gaga over this. I told you during the week that I think you're going to hate the concept of this, and mainly just how you have to read it and things like that. But I'm here to say... I'm a Gene Luan Yang fan more than you. And while I think that this is a unique way to tell a story and whatnot, I'm not going to say it's the greatest thing ever. I got to see what's going on. And by the end, that's how my score is going to end up. But it is Batman Superman number 16, written by Gene Luan Yang, art by Ivan Rice, Danny Mickey, Sabine Rich, and Seda Tamafante. Gene Luan Yang and Ivan Rice jump on Batman Superman with a double feature tale that is big on the visual gimmick and small on answers. I know it's the first issue, so I can't expect everything to be told to me, but I also can't give it super high marks until I see what Yang is doing and that it makes sense going forward. I will give him one thing, though. It is a unique read that drove me nuts, Eric, while I was trying to read it, trying to read it on my tablet, and I'm trying to get things bigger and smaller. It wasn't working. Things were going to the next page. It was driving me nuts. I do like the uh, concept just, of like, it. You told me the other day, like when you read it, the stories are going to be presented to you on, so like, actually, I actually thought they are going to be split down the middle and not for, like, you know, from side to side basis, not like top and bottom, mm-hmm. but 
this whole thing you told me to read the one story first and go back and read another one. And that's exactly what I did. And the thing is, overall, because it's the only way it would have made sense to do anyway. If you're going back and forth, it would have been, it would have drove me nuts. It does say that you can. I'm like, I'm not listening to you there. Uh, But. What's that? The stories overall with what we have, because we have a Superman story up top, a Batman story in the bottom that culminates at the end with our Earth Zero Batman Superman that we know about. But going forward, we're back for how the story works out. You have a, you know, different Earth Superman, a Golden Age Superman, mm-hmm. where things are slightly different than you would imagine. Like there, yep. Thomas Wayne didn't die, uh, did die. Martha Wayne did not. Doesn't seem like Bruce Wayne became the Batman, at least that we know of. And on the other end, we have another, like, you know, Batman Robin kind of story that is not exactly the same as, you know, Batman and Robin, another Earth you know a situation i like this concept a lot especially when it comes together at the end with the story of the earth zero superman and batman doing their thing and actually getting like wrapped up in the events of that i think it's a really cool idea i just wish to god that they did not tell the story in the way that they did I for told this you, issue. you wouldn't like the way they tell the story now also you pointed out thomas wayne gets killed in the batman part of the superman story superman and then story, also yeah, yeah. in the batman yeah. story superman ended up dying as a kid he never got That's to yes, earth yes. and that turns lois into his the rocket spider. ship was impaled with a freaking with a like an asteroid yeah. of kryptonite piercing his ship and the baby inside now with that the only thing that really threw me off in that story is the idea that the kents end up finding the rocket anyway it seems and then yeah. just holding on to it and then they, they're going to sell it on an auction. Nah, I think that the government's going to swoop in. I think the they government didn't have might a super swoop boy in. to no, come and freaking didn't. save their farm. You mean basically as slave labor, is yes. what you're saying. But I think the government might swoop in and grab this rocket ship. But even with that, you end up Hugo String. You get some pretty cool thing. Um, what I need to know, and it, it's going to be very easy for me to know, is when we get to the next issue. Are we going to just get another film strip of two different worlds again? Because at the end, it, even when they intersect, but they also are on fire, the whole film type deal, something that would drive you nuts back in the day, Eric, who you and used to run the deal. So is this going to be just, you know, hey, we'll get two more Earths and see what happened there. And then we see two more to see what I believe is the gods that the film freak ends up praying to every time he goes to bed. It's, well, a it's a cool weird concept. idea. I'm telling you, it's a cool concept. Making sure that it's done on a film, like in the way that, yeah. like a film and a projector and stuff like that. Like we're seeing the scenes run across as film until the films, you know, sets a light, and then we have the two films merging together, only to come together for our Earth Zero characters to see that there's something wrapped around a Wayne Tech satellite. They have to go, and it's just and it a like bunch of film, film yeah. wrapped around here. It's infestation of it's what it's and you have the freaking uh, – these aliens show up and say, the sacrilege of trespassing upon the archive of worlds, you shall be annihilated. I'm like, I don't know. It almost feels very Morrison-like to have feel the very idea Morrison-like. of the film be the actual mm-hmm. thing that is the – Again, the this is very much like the Wiley Coyote the Animal yes. Man deal where the coyote and the Roadrunner are in there and you even have the hand doing the drawing and stuff. That's what I'm saying. I like these stories. But I hope that they mean something. I hope that this isn't just a whole issue to show us some wacky stuff that might have happened. And this, you know, these film freak gods here, they end up being the archivers of all of the stories, all of the multiverses in this film type deal. I don't want it to just be like, oh, well, that got destroyed. Me, I'm, I'm worried that we're just going to push away from this and then maybe get some more neato stuff. Because I want it to mean something, but how can it really? How are they going to get involved unless you have these guys show up and maybe transfer them to the? It's just 
like I said, I need to see where this is going before I say it is incredible. But I do like the individual stories. Oh, I enjoy it. Just the multiversal different things. things. Where even where you have in the Superman story, I'm sorry, the Batman story, where you have this character, Lady Spider, who comes around, who turns out to be the lowest lane of this yeah. world, you know, helping out the villains like of the Gotham because Arkham Asylum is a terrible place. It's mistreating on people. So she's trying to get people like the Joker out, the Penguin out. Seems like Waylon Jones, who never was a killer croc out. Yeah. But when you had this, the Lady Spider, that was actually a, a, a character from the Superman serials back yeah, in the well, day. Well, this is so all like, based a lot on the serials. And yeah. it threw some people off. And it makes sense because you're telling it through the film thing. Uh, this is where I got Spider in the, Lady, not Lady is, Spider. This is where I got in the fight with people, Eric, that I mentioned way, way back. Uh, some guy said that it was ridiculous to say truth, tolerance, and justice, not truth, justice, and the American way. That's bullshit. Why does Gene Luan Yang have to shit on America? Like, you don't have to do that yet, Gene no, Luan no, Yang. No, nobody's and shitting on America with the that. The thing <laughs> is, first off, saying tolerance. How are you being intolerant Where to the word tolerance? I'm telling you, I, I started arguing. It's on tolerance, the tolerance, not I'm on like, my watch. You're so mad about this. Nobody's saying this the United America. States We're not dealing sucks. With tolerance. Nobody says that America sucks. You're just using that. And Jean Luan Yang realized this was going to happen and ended up going on Twitter and explaining himself before and even said, I'm worried that I'm going to explain myself when I don't really have to. And it's going to point it out, but it just kind of. I'm it's not worried that he that doesn't people, have to. It's that he shouldn't have well, to. Well, truth, tolerance, and, and justice, that was in the serial, the first serial uh, yeah. of Superman. That was the, and then I'm getting argued with this guy. In the old time radio show, they said, I'm like, really? You're going to argue with me about the old time yeah. radio show that I've listened to everyone? They don't say that. What they say is he is the champion of the oppressed fighting against intolerance it's it's never it becomes more of that american way deal in the 50s with the tv show and and even that you get that big narration it usually is just a it's nothing and i just if you are worried and thrown off by that don't be because that's nonsense but i just wanted to point out that this was this guy's main thing about this oh man not on my watch i'm I'm like really like that so what you go and you're you're aping and it's kind of a neat concept and we'll go through the superman story first is what i ended up doing when i read it because it's on top eric um but you do have that old time classic golden but mixed in with other things going on it's a very classic type story oh it really is for the whole idea even with the shield of superman on there how he's like you know it looks like the golden age idea and even the idea that you know he's still it, we're dealing with a present day feeling because we have camera drones, drones that jimmy yeah. uses so it's it's a very it's odd a feeling but you have a Superman who's still wearing his fedora and his normal like nineteen thirties style. Lois exactly. doesn't, she know doesn't know the identity. Superman. Yep. But you have this idea where we have an Omni battery that's been introduced to Metropolis. It's a Wayne Enterprise it's made new of people, stuff. Eric. It's, it's made of people. It's the Sweetland Green. That's what they say. That it ends up looking like it's made of flesh and blood and people. Uh, but yeah, the the cool twist though is is that Martha Wayne ends up Doctor Martha Wayne, who I really think that Alfred and her ended up setting up Thomas to get killed. In this, and that'll be maybe if we continue on. Um, but the, Alfred's a bane. I don't know what the hell's going yeah, on. Yeah, but in this he universe. also he also says, "All right, love," and yeah. she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, not in public, there, lover boy." 
Because they're lovers, Eric. But you end up. Yeah, where you don't date the. You they're, don't freak they're, fuck the hell. Yeah, I I think that they ended up killing Thomas. That that was the setup, and also he's right. fame. Well, he's everything. Just, it's such a funny idea because we have a, an adult Bruce Wayne who's here with his mother this introducing her new army first. battery. But this whole thing, I th- I still want to think it's a persona, but it probably isn't. But the idea that we have, all right, you and me, we're going to kill my husband so we can be together. But we can't. T- after it happens, we can't tell anybody that we are no, together, you and you're still my that. butler. Well, I'm saying if they if they end it up that would point out oh this looks odd you know she's all of a sudden dating the butler i i this think is like that, 30 years later yeah i think that they're playing that game i think that the whole idea of it is that that was a setup uh but even if it isn't she's not good this lex is saying again it's made of people look into this the this unknown is, wizard yeah the unknown wizard it is funny because you're like really like you don't well, and, no no and i'm telling you i actually too. really like the idea that we have mad scientist lex luther golden no. age style who is I actually like you know the, hiding I who he is that he thinks that that's a disguise and everybody sees right through it. that's what i laughed at they even call him out we knew it was you it's not much of a disguise it is but i like when he's like no 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 i am unknown <laughs> because you jerk offs and she keeps stealing my she's not good martha wayne she's played off as really bad in this but like i said he starts yelling look into this she is and that's the thing is i don't know how they would look into it because the way it ties into the batman story that's going on at the same time is it seems that the omni battery is powered off of people in other dimensions because we see you know whalen jones penguin and joker start to bubble up with the same kind of color looks like one of their clones or something weird because they have them in arkham and other cells and whatnot but even when it gets hit you have Jimmy and Lois like, does that look like flesh and blood? Like, this is odd. This um, I don't really understand anything about the Omni battery. It's just kind of thrown in there. But it is a cool thing where Lex is screaming, you know, look in it, follow the trail. She stole everything from me. You do have scaredy cat Bruce Wayne. And like you said, that might be the persona. But I think Jin Luan Yang's playing the idea that the Bruce Wayne suave deal is the, you know, that's the guys. He is a scared. Right. <laughs> is everything okay, mommy? And then he comes, oh, look at me. And then- I, I just need to know, because even when Lois Lane is getting schmoozed over by Bruce Wayne and is invited to the Wayne Manor yeah. to do an interview, and she brings Clark and Jimmy along because she's a terrible date. But the idea that and she's going to use Jimmy's the, wicked... So they're the what? I, I'm saying they're they're there not for a date. That she's oh no, I'm just saying though, but that's what stuff. Bruce was hoping it for. It makes but me laugh. She goes off with Jimmy's, you know, camera drone and puts the drone outside the window. Goes up and somehow she finds out that there's caves underneath and finds her way down into the cave. You know, the back cave underneath quick, Wayne Manor. Right? It's very weird, but I need to know, like, if you know Bruce Wayne, he's just scaredy cat Bruce Wayne. Never had a reason to become Batman because dear old mommy was still alive. But I need to know why we have a cave system underneath Wayne Manor that you can reach from the it manor. It looks like and Alfred's why Alfred, there. I mean, and it, why Alfred has the venom freaking yeah. belt that injects venom into him. And here I'm like, this is a strange bit of events that's going on. I mean, that cave deal looks like it's. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm thinking that, again, you know, he has that belt that turns him bane. He's doing something crazy down there. It looks like it's his cave that he's there down below to do his craziness. Um, but when she sees that, because even then you don't have Bruce like, what's going on? What's happening? And, uh, yeah, even that you get the background of the Thomas Wayne where you have Clark looking into things on the computer. And, again, you have the Internet and stuff like that. So it goes back and forth, classic and, and modern whatnot. Uh, but yeah, you end up having a crazy pain Alfred who goes after Lois, who then falls into 
a well this rip. is the point when when now, the uh the universes are like you know combined to a degree now. where the film that's presenting her story it sets on fire and she falls off the film print of her story into, into the, the film print below. of the other one going below where she falls into that other dimension and where I know, the batman robin story is going i know on. it would be crazy because you'd end up having to read the batman story quite like a manga but i think it would have been neat to her to fall down and then the story starts there to go to see but you don't have that superman busts into the cave like he does in that one super dickery deal where he's bringing reporters into the there's batman in the bat cave this, uh, ba- this Superman, because cool. it is a combination of modern and golden age, it really like you know he has that fine line about you know almost a super dickery aspect yeah. to him, where he like is always right. He going to be there, smash dick things as up. well too. Uh, uh, not Dick Bruce, where he, Bruce, he yeah. ends up being a dick. But yeah, he it really reminded me of when he's busting into the cave. There he is, boys. It's Batman. Uh, but yeah, then the Batman story again is a classic deal. It's it's a classic Batman and Robin story with the idea that Lois is the Spider Lady getting these because of the mistreatment in Arkham, and it's fun. I I like the Superman story better. Um, and I think I like the Batman I story don't. better. It's just not much of anything going on. It's just to me, it's just the idea that they're. Breaking out of Arkham, and you have a long, extended fight where Batman goes to get Spider Lady, and then Dick Grayson throws shade and says, "Hey, I got the three of them, Batman. You only got one. I better do the trigonometry." You get that joke a couple of times, and then they end up in the Hugo Strange deal. The the guy who's running Arkham at this point now, Is and he, he Hugo has, Strange. It looks like Hugo Strange, especially when he mentions the word strange. I mean, you have the round glasses. Oh, I think it looks exactly like him with those round glasses. He said, I'm enamored with the strange, and that's in bold, Batman and Robin. Oh, where'd you go? Yeah, I I think this is fully. I understand because benefactors in bold, too, and so is prized possessions. I'm just saying, but why would a strange, though, be there? He has the round glasses, and he does look, and this is, again, it's a different multiverse deal i think it's supposed to be hugo strange i don't think it really matters much he's just there doing the stuff and we'll see um but even then they don't say his name which is very odd for him then to say that deal with oh you know i'm enamored with the strange and i think that that's the case i can even look at a wiki to see what they say um but he's got the rocket you end up having dick grace and robin go over look there's a tiny skeleton in there it looks horrific Look at this little baby skeleton. You, like, like the, the idea that you have a spaceship here with a glass cockpit with the remains, a skeletal remains of a baby inside. I'm like, which part's the weird part that I should be appalled I about? Know. The idea that you extraterrestrial spacecraft in your office in an insane asylum, I, or that yeah. there's a baby skeleton inside. I'm like, I have a lot of questions right and now. And then, like I said, with that, you do have a spaceship with an alien in it that the government didn't seem to be any concerned of when they had the sale going on, which seemed odd to me. Yeah, they were just told it's just like the Fiji mermaid. Right. Like, ah, it's another monster. This, this looks like it's on the up and up. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, it ends up where they're looking into things and trying to figure out, and they end up saying the warden, he keeps going to, the, you know, he keeps going to the Arctic. Why would a warden do that? That's very odd. So let's go and chase it down. And you end up with the deal of good, no trigonometry. And it they feels go, so uh, weird that they get the idea that the warden has been like doing stuff in the Arctic Circle. So I'm like, 
Are we supposed to believe that even though Superman died as an infant on his way to Earth and pretty much was found dead in his rocket ship on Earth, that we somehow still get to the Arctic Circle where, you know, this character has created their own fortress of solitude yeah, I to think do that bad that's stuff? Definitely what you're, I, I, I'm saying that's definitely what it seems like. It's like, well, without him, there's all those things that do tie into like, well, if this didn't happen, this happens. This is an odd one with, with a stretch. To go with that idea of, nope, that's that, and we'll go with, you know, so they end up going there, and it's it's a lot of mystery. Or even the idea on. that we're going to find out what they're guarding in their Arctic Circle fortress and stuff like that, but we don't have time to figure that out because the universe has collided at this point. The film stock burns and Lois Lane from the other dimension falls into Batman's lap here. I'm like, okay, uh... This Lois here, that's the spider woman that we, the spider lady that we already captured before. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. But so a different version. With that, yeah, he falls through. He recognizes it right away, even with, he's a detective, Eric. Either. And then you pull out and you have our Batman and Superman Earth Zero there in the thermosphere where they're going up to oh, the check. Thermosphere. Yeah, they're going up to check. I call that my oven. You end up where they go up and, you know, they're checking on this deal. Uh, and it is infested. It is not a malfunction, Clark. It's an infestation. And he says, this looks like old film, but it feels ephemeral. And then you have Batman, Superman. You are trespassing upon the archive of worlds. And it's it's intriguing. It really is. It is. I just hate the way that the story yeah, is I knew, presented. I knew that you would. It, like, I just wish that it was told in a mo- more coherent way. I know it's all right here just for you, but it's just a bunch of spread pages, tops and bottoms going on. I just didn't like the way it was laid out or the progression of it or nothing because I really do care about both these like you know other Earth stories because they're interesting and different, and I want to know how they tie into our regular Batman Superman and that's heroes. Where, yeah, I, wanna, I just want it to be told in a more coherent way, I guess. I'm just hoping that – Even though you're getting weird with it with like the said, film stock. Yeah, I'm hoping that we continue with these two stories, and like I said, I hope that it's not one of those things of now we get some more films and we get some more – I hope that we – but. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I, I'm not even sure. And how do, how does this film that's telling the, these two different stories of these two different worlds have to do with a living film that's wrapped itself around a Wayne Tech satellite? It seems like that's what they're reading. Like he's looking at that film strip. It's like that Bruce, he gets we came and, all we came all this way out ephemeral, here to investigate Harry. a malfunction in a Wayne Tech satellite. Doesn't your company have technicians for this sort of thing? He's like, it's not a malfunction, Clark. It's an infestation. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know what that means, Batman. It's weird. I I do want to know what's going on, but this is just such a weird I get story. That the archive of worlds has been opened up, Eric, and they're trying to get to. I, Are I, these the know. ones who monitor the monitors? They seem. I don't know. It, it seems like that's. But the they case. have projector heads. They do. And they, saying, do. Do they put the the, the history the of the archives worlds will be in their brains? They will be televised, Eric. That's their eye. There, they so see weird. it all. They, they they pray to Alan Funt. Every night, and you're the only one who's going to get that. Maybe Rob Lewis. I wish that they were more in the punking people, Eric. That would be hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. That that's the, it is. the best thing I can say about it. I can't say this is a ten out of ten until it continues on, and I see what exactly we're playing with. But I'm still going to go an eight out of ten. I still am intrigued. I'm still liking it. I gave it a seven five on my review on the site, but I, I think that maybe I was still a little pissed off at how I had to read it. Now I've read it a couple more times and I am intrigued. Well, like cool I stuff said, going on I'm here. just and worried not the idea, that we're not like, going to continue would, with all of it. And I don't even know how we would continue from what I want, but like the idea that I want to know more about the worlds that you just presented to me, but yeah, I don't know now I that the worlds know. are colliding. Like, I know. How do we learn more about that while also telling a story on Earth Zero that's with what the I'm regular saying. heroes? That's what I'm worried about. When 
you are presenting Digital some very – you have some real <laughs> interesting stuff going on. But you're basing it in a way that seems like it's not going to continue. Gene Yang presents a digital first title, Alfred Bain, number one. <laughs> Worlds <laughs> apart. You end up with Alfred Bain and then the other story. And Spider then Lady, Spider number one. Spider Lady Lois, number one. Here we go. And then the next one is, will Dick Grayson pass that trigonometry test? Because I think I he's going to fail. I Dick Grayson and this is wrong. Oh, I do too. What I think that I worry about, though, is that he's going to fail that test. They're going to come in and investigate. Children and youth are going to come. They're going to find the Batcave, and Batman's going to have to kill him, Eric. That's how I think it ends. They're going to fall down in it with all this film and stuff. I don't know. They're like, I smell burning film coming from down in the basement. Can we go and check? Oh, no. It's the spider lady Lois Lane nonsense. But, yeah. And then what's going to happen when Lois comes in contact with the spider lady, or is it now an amalgam of their both? I don't know her. But yeah, tying I, in the whole film stock though, and the idea that they're neat. using like Gene Wan Yang is using a character from the old black and white Superman serials though of the Spider Woman that you can actually go online and or, yeah, Spider Woman, uh, Spider Lady. I keep on messing up with the name is, but you can go and actually see the actress and how she was presented in that. It's not exactly the same as we have here, but I think it's a really cool callback to bring this character to the forefront of current continuity, even though it's a different world, but a story that we're dealing with currently. And again, I wanted I wanted to point out when I was talking and rambling on about the uh, American Way deal when you end up getting that truth, tolerance, and justice. That was actually told to a young Superman, I believe, by Pa. You should be someone who's there for truth, tolerance, and justice. Go out and do some good things. That was a lesson from Pa. So that is the tie-in as well. They both start out with that projector. And I'm telling you, I, I almost got fooled by it the, the last time I read it before we did this with the idea, you know, you can follow along one story, then go back, but you can read them the same. And I'm like, maybe I'll try that. I couldn't do it. I couldn't it's read that the same. It is. It's hard. I, I ended up, I couldn't. So I'm like, Look, oh, I'm well. telling you, I have trouble enough when you have a story going on that's telling one story through the dialogue and another story through the narration, trying to follow that, let alone two different stories going on from top to bottom. Damn I don't need right. to deal with that. Damn right, Eric. Do you like the urban surfing by the Batman while you have a young Dick Grayson at the wheel? He's not old enough to drive. What's he got blocks there and his Yankees hat on? That's what I think, Eric. But what do you give it? I am giving it a 7 out of 10. I really dig the way the story progresses. I think I should stay with my 7. In a more coherent and just well thought out way. Because while you're doing something that's like, you know, different stylized, it essentially is is a gimmick to tell your story. And I don't need that for something that I want to enjoy more. And that's that's kind of the issue with, and a lot of people even said, because it is not that long an issue page-wise, because you are getting two stories on each page. And there's spread page and stuff like that. So it's like 14 pages of story. They want it less. People want everything. Eric, hashtag, give me more for less. I don't know what the hashtag would be, but I I was intrigued. I'm just worried that, you know, this is just there. We're going to go from here because I was interested, especially the Superman story to me. Goofy with projector head freaking, you know, Uh, archivist aliens. Maybe we'll have what we said. Remember when we wanted the the villains to direct? Well, we kind of got it with the producer and the White Knight. No, no, they're going to get the the director. You know, we're going to have all that. Remember we were talking about that key grip. He ends up having like I am the the editor. Yes, the key grip. He's like this robot with the grips, Eric, like the bender. You don't know what a grip is. Awesome. It'd be so cool. (laughs) That would be great. Final cut. That's what they yell at the end. Action. That's what he yells when they're going to fight, right? All right. But we'll go on. It's just me talking to myself, trying to make myself giggle. But, yeah, I I enjoyed it enough. I just I'm not going to go, you know, over the moon just because of the gimmick. And I think they're either people were thrown off by the gimmick or then people were like really so impressed by it that they they couldn't get enough. Also, 
This was one of the books I said when some new readers like, man, why hasn't Gene Luen Yang ever been on a Superman book? I'm like, really? (laughs) He's been on a couple and one was a dud. So watch out what you say. Well, not only that, didn't he just win an Eisner for the Superman Smash the Clan? Yeah, and that's the third one. I was even counting new Superman. So, yeah, he's done some really good Superman stuff. The end of the new 52 DCYOU, not the greatest. So, no. Yeah, sometimes they don't all work out. That that was God wrestling, Eric. Maybe if you went back and read it now that you're back really into the Isn't wrestling a Korean a lot. God wrestling? Uh, it was a lot of uh, whatever. It seemed like a, a mix and match. But, yeah, I believe it was some sort of Asian, you know, God type deal. I'm not a learned man, Eric, but what is the last book we're talking about? Last book is Harley Quinn, number one, written by Stephanie Phillips with art by Riley Rossmo, Ivan Placencia, and D. Ron Bennett. That's daring to you, Jim. That is. Harley's back in town and looking to stay on the up and up, and to do that, she's going to be working with the Bat family to bring some order to the city after the events of the Joke War, and maybe with her out-of-the-box thinking and her background in psychology, she'll actually be able to make a difference in a town that idolizes clowns and chaos. I just don't know if she showed up to be to the hero party a little too late with the way that vigilantes are being looked at in the Gotham City these days. Duh. Yeah, yeah. And you ever, like... There's a problem for me here. Well, it's just... I don't like Riley Ross. Well, that, I was I just going to, before you go, do you ever like read a book and wish like, what the hell this was beef with good art? <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't throw me off as much as sometimes, but then it does. But go on. Uh, what well, else just saying, is your problem? The, the, the art is going to be a problem through and yeah. through. I don't like it. I never will. And just these slug no. necks that we have on people bother oh, the hell out of me. But when we're dealing with a Harley Quinn and what we need going forward, yes, we're playing with her a lot in different bat books and stuff like that. The idea that she is back in Gotham and she does want to be here now. She's turned a new leaf. But I feel like we need to have the character evolve a bit because I think everybody's just going to fall back on old tropes whenever they want to tell a Harley Quinn story where we have to deal with her, you know, with the Joker, her past, yeah. how she feels about Poison Ivy. And this is all we ever get out of Harley Quinn anymore. And I feel like we have to do something drastic, especially now that we're back in Gotham. But we have to do something to make sure that she's worried about new things like, you know, the, the throw at her instead of just falling back on old tropes. Well, the problem is, is that you're, you're going to kind of mix and match some things. You end up saying that there is this whole deal going on at DC right now. Clown Hunter, that stuff. You need clowns around so that she's going to have to deal with that because she is in Gotham again. That's kind of going with that. And so that's why I wish we would just get rid of the clown stuff and all that. Uh, but even with this, the, the breakout character seems to be pushed to be kevin uh he will be the guy who continues with her this is going to be something that they're going to try to push and it could end up being pretty funny i just don't like him because he's got a goiter and and a tattoo on it it throws me off i don't ever want to see kevin ever again this guy who used to be a clown who has a smiley face how do you have a neck and something like that without a goiter that works that way? I, I, I just don't understand. Like, it, there's even the way they project. Like, recently we had a new remake of The Stand. It was a, a series on, I think it, maybe it was HBO Max, but I forget which uh, who put it out there. But it was a new version of The Stand. And when you saw the way that Captain Trips okay. killed everybody, the virus that killed pretty much ninety nine point nine percent of the world, you saw that their necks became expanded before they died, all yeah. full of mucus and, that's and nonsense. What you it keep was thinking gross. Of, right? And that's all this is. This dude has Captain Trips, and he's about to die, and I don't it's ever want to so see. Odd to have the deal of I need to get this tattoo, so I need to give Looks him a like big, a bullfrog. He, he's got a goiter. That ain't sexy. And, and so with that, I don't though, think Kevin's worried about that. Yeah, he's got a tattoo on his neck. I don't and know. Chin. He he might be worried, Eric. He thought that was cool back he's in got the day. He, he needs some laser tattoo removal. Is what he needs. So I love the way this starts. I really do. And it's almost like the year of the 
you know, of the demon or whatever with Damien, the redemption. She's going around and she's trying to say sorry she's to all these amends. people. And I like that. I thought it's that it was like really Winter cool. Soldier's doing in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, the idea that he wants to change the way he was and he has okay. to go through and make amends with and people. And I like this where she doesn't really know how to, you know, so she makes a cake for Killer Croc, ends up even with... Has to beat the shit I, out of him. I like the roundabout deal because you don't even know. She's like, really? You know how hard it was to find gluten-free flour? Then to find out that you know, gluten is something that Killer Croc does not need to deal with. He has problems. So she is trying. She just doesn't do things the right way. And I do even like the art in this because of the characters involved. Killer Croc the, looks okay because he's a green Invader Zim looking character. Well, so he looks fine. Everybody's Invader Zim in this. When you end up, and Riley Rossimo, when you end up having regular Walk a day, Joes and Sallies, right? And oh, they, I'm sorry, what the, walk a day, have Joes and Sallies. Walk you know, a day, common day, Joes and common Sally's. day, Carries and Chris's, Carl's. They're yeah. there and Carl's and you know cadavers, maybe them. That then it throws me off because now I'm like, well, why does the monstrosities now look like? And and really, aren't we all you know evil? beings inside no. i don't know but what ends up happening no, is him. when you have the regular crowd going even this one guy in it the the red hair he looks like one of the people that was in the uh the what's it called the martian manhunter book that ended up and even looked like martian manhunter when he's taking the it was throwing me off and so but the amends deal i thought was neat I like the idea that she wants to fit in and in her mind, like one of the best stories ever to me with Harley in the recent deal was when you had not the miniseries, Eric, you know where no, I'm no, going, not the miniseries. but when Harley ended up, it's so good. Power Girl ends up getting knocked out and falls amnesia. down right at Harley, wakes up, has amnesia. Who am I? Who are you? Oh, what? What? We're a I'm superhero a team. We're the dynamic duo. Let's go. And she used that as a way to, okay, I can be good. And it gave you the idea that she does want to be good. She just can't well, do it right. We had that that in the new Suicide Squad where yeah. she was tired of what she was doing in the Suicide Squad and wanted to turn over new. If we keep getting dribs and drabs where this is going to happen, it seems like we've finally taken the leap. She has put the heel persona behind her. She has now become a baby face. Yeah, but yeah. in order to have the baby face in Gotham working with the Bat family, I just want us to be able to move past well, Poison move Ivy past, Joker. I want to move past that as well. You and what, need a new background that you want. can relate to Harley yeah. going forward. And I, I like the idea that she wants to be part of the Bat family. I also like the idea she's never going to be part of that Bat family. She never should. And I like maybe where she would go off saying, like maybe with Kevin. I don't know because that's her redemption case. She's going to be Kevin. able to work with him uh, to work redeem him Hunter. as well. But with that, I wish that she would leave Gotham. I, you know, she doesn't have to go to New York or something, but I wish that it was something a little different because when you end up Blood having Haven. it tied in with Batman, there's going to be Joker. When you have a Gotham that now, like you said, they seem to want to infest with more clowns now than even had when the Joker was around. That's what she's going to deal with. And people are spitting on her. I don't even know the progression at this one point. The one guy's spitting on her. Then he says Circus he's sorry. Freak. Then he's upset crying. And then he ends up, you know, getting beat up. But. You know, Batman shows up and finds out, yeah, Harley is on a redemption quest. You see some funny characters there. And I'm there's you, Pam I do like in the, the middle. Idea. When Batman shows up, though, and sees the shithole that Harley's yeah. living in and wants to know her weird, you know, like, psycho wall that she has set up with the yarn strung about, so she's full, like, you know, gathering information and the amends angle that we're talking about. But the idea, though, she's like, look, I'm a part of the Bat family. I said, where's my when Bat do I family get my stipends? Check? When are you going to – exactly. Uh. And not only that, the idea of, like, if you're not going to give me a check, you at least owe me a Bat toaster, the one that freaking prints a Bat symbol. And those are cool. And I'm, like, and I'm sitting here, I'm like – 
I actually kind of like this. And even the and idea the that end, she, you get Batman it. brings cool. her a bad toast that's, at the that's end. Very, I'm that's like, an I awesome like that moment. a lot. And that, see, those are the moments that I like in a Harley book. Check. And I like the idea of the redemption <laughs> you part. You that Nightwing, he ain't getting any money on the side, Batman? Uh, yeah. Yeah, really. And so not we're going to go back to a singer. I like when you have a character, not a caricature. And, and it, it this kind of teeters. It, it's on. It's riding the freaking it's like, on the, the, the rails. It's of, like, riding the, the third fence. rail. It's electrified, Eric. And so it could tip either way. But I do like the idea that she sees Kevin with that awful goiter tattoo. That should be the first thing of it. But sees him as almost a, him a vision of her. And like, yeah, and he even says, oh, man, I was there when you did. Ah, that wasn't me. And he says, I heard you talk to Batman. If you're really planning to help the clowns, then I want to help, too. But it's just too much. You know what I mean? It's because does this then put him back into the crosshairs of Clown Under where she even closes well, the window really and says he's going to come? Kevin is still a piece of shit. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know what we're playing with because he is at amusement mile causing a ruckus with people who are fucking pissed off that clowns took over their city and torched freaking blocks of it. They know because Kevin's stupid goddamn neck tattoo that yeah. he was a part of that movement. Really? They want to beat the shit out of him. And now we're going to have him and Harley tear it up as they go and try to be good guys. I'm like, no, Kevin's still a piece of shit. Last week, mm. he was burning city blocks down. But he, they, they're playing that angle, though. And that's where I think you're saying you're getting that same trope again of is he – is he the guy who's the bad guy, or was he also a victim of being manipulated? And well, that's, being what she, that's the, that's the angle that's, that's Harley's the going angle, with, because she that's does. what she knows. And yeah. I'm like, this is the whole thing where it's like that tired trope. At the, I agree. I do like that. The I do like another that, victim of the Joker. You know, just I do like, like me. that. Like, oh. There is. I'm telling you, Stephanie Phillips does get some things right and does yeah. some things because I love the idea where Harley's like, you know. When I was back doing my thing, he's like, I, I never saw that degree. I, I don't really know if you Someone have a who's degree. Someone on the or... inside and just so happens to be a licensed psychiatrist. There's no way your license <laughs> is still valid. I can do this. I can help. And that was a great line. And and that's where I – and it's such a weird deal where, yeah, you or get even, some lines even from Even when Harley. Batman is in his her apartment kind of thing and they're discussing the idea of her turning legit and him getting a call from Oracle. It's like, who are you talking to? You hear the voices too, Batman? Yeah, yeah. And why I like this issue, and I hope that you get more. It is a good team-up, Harley and Batman, and yeah. it is fun. And you're not just – it's not fart jokes. You're not going with that, which you, you'll Holy get cremoles. some. But you don't it, get that either. The jokes that you do get are funny because they're at Batman's expense a lot of times, but not at Batman's expense of her just sitting – like you see it in all the books where she's there with her crew and like, oh, man, Batman might be there. Oh, really? You're afraid of Batman? I hear that he does that. You know, even in the whole cartoon, you know, he Fs Bat like. You get it, though, like in a serious kind of tone, like Batman is there to help Harley and realizes she's a good person. She just doesn't know how to do things right. And he's there to maybe give a guiding hand, but also to show that there is somebody that cares. And it, it is a little different than what we usually get. And I do. But I don't need her necessarily being full out part of the Bat family. I mean, I remember when I first started reading comics with you and I kept asking you questions and things and you were giving me who was in the Bat family and not. And there were people who you said were not that were nowhere near as off the rails as as a Harley. <laughs> like, I'm like, what about Batwoman? Nah, she's not. Like, well, you, look, you, she's you, kind of there, yeah, but they don't talk about you would, each other. You would give me these like rankings of it and there's tears. Like, no. Nah, exactly. Now, like, now nah, I need to get a clear piece of paper in the pen. B, I got to write this down in tears. She's a B-list. There's, you know, relations, blood, but not. And then I'm like, well, what about Huntress? No, no. She's like in the 
like all well, that. She's there to a degree. Birds of prey, so and, she's an ally of an ally, but she also yes. kills people. And Batman, you would say I have that, it, yeah. and for people who would go nuts, you also told me at one point it, it kind of rotates. Like this is almost like a rotating thing. Whatever whim Batman has at that point, you might have it, but Harley. We've already had her trying to get pushed by Bendis to be part of the Justice League. She's Being been in part the whole of the, Justice hanging out. The, the thing that I, I would rather have, not just now, what, and I was going to get this before, what I like the tone, and I hope it goes with the idea and where I started talking about the Power Girl thing, where her, I like the idea that Harley thinks that she's part of the Bat family. Batman is letting her, you know, kind of, but that's not what's going on. And then she takes that the wrong ways and things like that. You could have some fun with that where she thinks she's fully sanctioned by Batman, runs into like Dick Grayson. And he's like, no, no, no. He's never, what? He didn't talk about me at the picnics or something? Like she, I like her thinking more of Look, what's going not on. Only but that, I actually not even like the idea. That I really like this cool beside with, the art. But, I, but I, I like the idea that Batman starts getting around the idea of Harley being there, but doesn't tell anybody. So when you have a big that's Bat what I'm family meetup, she's like. just there and nobody understands yeah. why. Or, you know, you end up where she does something and then all of a sudden, you know, Tim Drake finds out that they're like, they, he sees her. Like you said, even her showing up. Hey, I'm here, guys. They're like, what? 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 He didn't tell you? <laughs> and this is like after three years. I'm like, oh man, we'll Bats talk about it later. And the Batman's like, to fry. I don't know what you're talking about. Like he, it is the two a.m. girlfriend now that he doesn't want to end up having uh, be out there. But yeah, this Kevin deal, it could it could be oh, okay. When people start muttering within the Bat family group as they're listening to Batman lay out the plan of what's going on right now, and they're like, oh, yeah. you think he's a clone? You think he's been mind controlled? Yeah, I'd like the idea that now. You know, you end up having them pissed off because they haven't gotten a toaster, Eric. And, and so with that, I would like but Batman be, to say also, what, what are you talking about? Dick Grayson, I don't give him shit. He's rich. <laughs> He's he gives me billionaire. money now. Yeah, really. <laughs> But, uh, beyond the idea that we have a new status quo for Harley, which we are exploring in a new book, which is very exciting besides for the art, we do have this book doing something else that I really enjoy and showing us that after a day and the destruction of Arkham Asylum, we do see where the crazies are being locked up now at the Rockwood Hospital yeah. for the criminally insane in upstate of – Wherever Gotham is. I say New Jersey. I don't know yeah. what anybody else says, but upstate. Anytime I hear upstate, I think of New York. It's just yeah. that, that phrase, yeah. you know? Well, I'm saying I go upstate New York. We're just yeah. family. Yeah, that's upstate where she New is. York. Yeah, you always but say that. This whole that idea that we have the magistrate pushing in the Harley book as well, where they're releasing Hugo Strange to be sent back down to Gotham and try to help the magistrate, you know, suss out Gotham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do like that. Where you don't know why that, he's gigantic. I don't though. know. Like, well, he's a bigger dude from he's working still out. Pumping but, iron, Eric. Is what's but going is he on. taking like you know bone and growth hormones or whatever you do because he he is like seven foot ten. Well, remember he wanted to get that venom, and uh, he ends up with very Batman esque legs, though sexy, and a lot of clown masks and stuff in his office as they he gets out or his cell whatever as he gets out to go off and it's it's pretty badass and i even like the idea where you go down i'm like now that's hugo strange i'm like who i'm telling you though you look at the <laughs> deal he has that he has a monster but he has it's that same beard he has that de- but you end up where you're going down the whole deal oh man look at all these you know criminals who's that in the cell and at the most part, I'm like, I don't know. Look, I, I got Humpty Dumpty. I mean, I don't Humpty Dumpty. I have Tweedledee and Tweedledum and Mad Hatter. That's the only one I can yeah, decipher. Yeah, I, and even with that, it's just they look terrible. And this is what happens with Riley Rosmo for no, us. No, I ordered the burger, you idiot. The burger. I'm like, okay, I'm guessing that's Condiment King. Yeah, we got I'm guessing. There. But boy, I've never seen him like Your that. Your horoscope right? says you ain't fine in love today, but you could still enjoy an evening out alone. I'm like, is that calendar man is that calendar man he looks real big eric is this and I, black yeah yeah uh 
and looks like he's taking a shit. And I guess he is on the sure. toilet. Yeah, I see yeah. his knees and I see the toilet. Like, why, why, why I do I need that? I don't like that? the cells in this place. I don't need this. What is well, this? The thing is, we talk about this. Is like, what's worse here? The fact that I'm talking to you on a shit or that you're curled up next to me playing with a doll? <laughs> Rubbing your knee. Uh, they're both sexy to me. I, you know, hey, little column A, little column B. Uh, but Look, I even know who that, the top like, of the cell is, is what I'm uh, saying. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. And you mean bunks, Eric. Uh, but yeah, overall, you'll get Kevin. Right? You like that? His tattoo goiter. He's uh, actually the worst part of this book. Maybe in my he'll mind. end up, you know, winning you over. Maybe. No, Eric, I don't think tattoo. he will. I hate him. It's a weird tattoo. I mean, the idea that that tattoo looks like you want to then put a hoodie over your regular face and you're playing like a, a holiday, like Halloween. Did you deal. Did you ever watch Superman Returns, the freaking no. Brian Singer Superman movie? Because in that, when Superman's son is being held hostage by Lex Luthor on his yacht and stuff like that, you have a guy who's watching him playing piano and stuff like that. And to show you how menacing he is, he takes off his beanie and on the back of his bald head, he actually has. Has like a face so he's like you know he has Ooh, eyes on the back of his he head sees like you in the back of his so head that's what i thought about but just with a guy with a freaking bullfrog neck because of the way understand. this tattoo is on it i'm like can you imagine how cool kevin might look if I, he was drawn by I, an artist who you know isn't yeah. all about the style i'm i'm telling you at one point when batman comes i've never seen that's a guy nice i've it. never <laughs> seen a guy rubber neck like this one dude that's there when batman yells enough this guy is a giraffe man he ends up with a 10-foot long neck. He turns around. You have the idea that I think they had the, hey, we need to have a guy that has a huge tattoo on his neck. It won't really work, though. Call Rosmo. That guy has necks out the, the deal. You end up where people are like, man, that woman had legs that never end. These necks never end. It's ridiculous. And you can tattoo on American. You get it there with his number seven outfit, too. He's hey, a boomer Kevin and Amanda fan. Waller, if, as long as Riley Rossmo is drawn, they belong to the Bullfrog Sir, Next Anonymous. Seriously. When he says he's he's so much scarier up close when he turns around, that neck is now like Quato. The, the thing sticks out. It doesn't make sense. This Go thing see is, a doctor, Kevin. Oh, my God. He needs some, you know, he needs some salt in his deal. He has a goiter. He is in trouble. He needs some sodium. I don't know man. what a goiter is. You, you keep never... saying that word. And the thing is, I know the word goiter. I know it's bad, and I know it's a medical thing. A I medical really don't know thing, what it is, though. Look at him, and, and then when we're done, look it up, and you're going to go, holy shit, that's uh, exactly what it is. It seems like a gross thing to look up. No. Well, it is. Is it like a boil? No, it's it's where you have an enlarged thyroid in your neck because I believe lack of sodium is one of the things going on. But it just ends up making people's necks just humongous. And that's what it looks like he has. He's got other medical issues that need to be attended to. I'm looking so, at goiters right now. They're disgusting, Eric. I, I am terrible. very worried, though, about Harley Quinn and her making amends thing that she's going to be doing in this book. Because no. looking at her psychopath wall where Pam, you know, Poison Ivy is at the center. And we know that she already went to kill her croc to try to say sorry. Stroke is scaring you. Is well, no, you have Zaz, Professor Pig, and yeah. Deathstroke right there. Yeah. Like, yeah, the penguin, maybe. I'm like, he'll probably it's stab why, you in the back. Why too, is but. it crazy that of those three, Deathstroke might be the most reasonable? And he's a cold blooded killer. Just give her money. Those other two are just going to end up just slicing and dicing to make and a Professor dollar Pig. tron. Daddy, he's going to cut off her arm and attach it to her knee. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be the worst. Yeah. You got the arm where a leg should be. Yeah, there you go. I saw him do that. I think it was Forever Evil. Yeah, you see him doing it every time. I think that's called Wednesday for him. I mean, actually, that's I think all that, that was the does. Arkham War tie into Forever yeah. Evil. That was pretty cool. Where Bane was Batman. Yeah, Bane Batman. That, that was pretty cool uh, back in the day. But what would you give this? 
I would end up giving this a 6 out of 10. I enjoy where the story's going. I think it's a fresh take on Harley Quinn. I hope it even gets fresher as we go along. It's just the art is a chore to get through. I don't go for it. And uh, I just hope that maybe after six issues, Riley Rossmo will be put back to pasture <laughs> and we get a competent art. I say competent. That's, that's mean. I just, a lot of people enjoy a style. No, it's not like for me. style. It's unique, I'd it's say. Unique, uh, exactly. It's unique. Unique's not always a good thing. But, but we can weird. get somebody I, on here that I can enjoy more. I, I saw that. It's a master class. I'm like a master class of what? Everybody looking the same pretty much. Invader Zim with goiters. I, I just don't get it. And yeah, I would just be so sad if I was there. Hey, Jim, you're finally going to get to write a comic book. You're on Nightwing oh now. All How right. deflated would you? And I get Riley Rossmo. I'm like, yeah, I think I don't know. And then I'd write a script. And, and yeah, that I'm was a nice you, career I thought this, I had. This script is is pretty good. There's some cool ideas in this and some cool dialogue and some funny yeah, stuff. Yeah, Stephanie Phillips when is doing Batman, a competent job yeah. for the first issue of Harley Quinn to make me Batman care about what's going on in this. When Batman gives the toaster, that's a nice moment. But when you send your script to old Riley – R R double R, and then you get back this. I I just I would be deflated. I'm like really, like that's what you got from that. All right, I guess Hopefully that's where we're Kevin's going. Neck will get deflated later on. Yeah, yeah, really. There's other people with all these weird tattoos all in body parts and stuff as they're well, fighting you and tattoos? stuff. I'm telling you that this other one has another body neck parts. neck to boobs. <laughs> though I'm saying weird body parts. This other lady who's fighting in that neck to boob tattoo. Nobody just has them on their arm and leg. Or you know, or knock you out and just get you a freaking stamp on your—I mean, a freaking tattoo on your lower back. Yeah, nobody will ever see it. I don't take my shirt off, so whatever. Say, uh, you know, slippery when wet. Put that <laughs> there. Man, it worked. Can you do that? <laughs> Say, what an ass, and have a, a arrow pointing up. <laughs> that would be the best. Oh, please, Eric, do it. This would be awesome. Or, or just get some random like tribal tattoo that I'll pretend means something like I'm a cool college kid there back in the day. You're like, what does that mean? I think it means eat at Joe's. I'm not sure. They they, they ended Timely up telling reference. me. <laughs> my buddy Brett ended up getting these tribal tattoos. I'm like, what fucking tribe are you, an asshole? The tribe of fucking scumbags. Then he beat the shit out of me, Eric, and I learned my lesson. But still, Don't I, speak I didn't get that. And then he's got like, then he also had like the, the barbed wire tattoo. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Hardcore. The illustrated man you are, you scumbag. That's what I say now. I never say he was a big dude, Eric. And he was on steroids. He would have killed me. He really would have. I I tried to, you know, poke the dragon occasionally and make fun of him. And he would beat the shit out of me. I just like the pain, Eric. It makes me feel alive. Uh, I just wanted him to put his hands on me. (laughs) Damn right. Get handsy again, Brett. I need it. Uh, What would you or what is your book of? Oh, I didn't even get my score. My score is a 7 out of 10. If the art would have been better, it would have been, you know, a little better. A higher score because I like the script. And I'm looking forward to, you know, reading it and avoiding the art from now on. As I like to say, it makes my eyes vomit. I'm hoping this is going to be like six issues. Like something that's going to be like, okay, we're going to get a, get a better artist on here or do something. Maybe what you have to do, and I'd love to be the deal. Me and you are writing a comic and he's on it. We just start like trying to give him outs all the time. But he's like, no, no, I love this. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I heard people saying that your talent is too good for the Harley Quinn. Like you need to go do this. No, no, I love Harley. Ah, God darn it. It's not working. Uh, but yeah, what is your, this might've been my book of the week, actually, if the art was better, by the way. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is a tie between Detective Comics and Batman Superman. Yeah, I believe that mine is the same. Yeah, I believe because I went up a bit on the deal. Both eights for me. 
little lower for you, but those are our books of the week. And I'll tell you what we're going to be talking about next week. But remember, when we do talk about it next week, it's a Patreon only. We pretty are low, in Jim. there. It is pretty low. It's also an annuals week as well as being pretty low. And there are some pretty decent books. At one point, I didn't even set on the podcast. We only have one book, and it was Future State I'm Superman here, versus like, what Imperious are the pretty Lex. decent books in your mind? Batman Catwoman we're enjoying, and that's a big book. Okay, I'm so, thinking I'm going to put that on the list. I just didn't expect you to, even though it was our no, book Flash, of the week last time it yeah, came out. Yeah, it was out. our book of the week, and people seem to enjoy it. Flash, the first issue in the uh, – you know, Infinite Frontier, that's a big book. I know. I'm thinking, I expected you just to think that was a, you know, no, a pretty big book. Those two, and um, people seem to like Strange Adventures. I'm not that into it, but people seem to like that as well. And Future State Superman, Superman versus Imperious Lex number Imperious three Lex. is nonsense. What is Superman going to do to Lex and Alexor next time? I, I just can imagine. He's going to be so upset with all here, those crystals he I, has, Jim. I'm, I'm going to look into the future, and I, I don't like to do this as a way that I'm saying I've already written this book off, Eric. That's not what I'm doing. But I, I'm going to channel the future and think of what I'm going to end up like, something along the lines of, why the hell did this get three issues? <laughs> I had a third I, issue in March. I don't understand this going. And I said on our Patreon spotlight, I believe, this week, where if it goes into March like it has in the last week, you have to think that it is so important that you get a third issue into the Infinite Frontier Jim, to say you something. Realize this entire time. I know I said it each and every week that we talked about. You said this might be the most important book to come <laughs> I've out. I've never of heard you, know. you say that. <laughs> I, I, now we're going to be like, oh, it wasn't Black Adam. It's actually Lexor and his robots. Uh, who? Uh, what? I mean, I, I just have the idea that this is just going to be like. Would you get three issues for this where some of these books needed that third issue? Right? Issues and Maybe. tissues. I don't think any of them really needed it. Silence means violence, Eric. You end up with this going on. I did watch that South Park special. That I like Good. Uh, but well, why? Why the Imperious Lex? I don't understand, but we'll find out. I haven't what? read it, obviously, so I'll have to wait and see. And Maybe it'll blow my mind. It'll blow the lid off of it, Eric. The first two didn't. I, I didn't like it at all. I mean, I ended up playing I liked, with people I actually about didn't that. mind the fellow thing because normally I'm not a huge fan of Mark Russell's satire and stuff like that. I didn't mind that except for making, you know, in order to tell his story, making Lex a dummy and he kind of a dummy, taking but it was the also heart out of Lex. just the social commentary throughout with the idea of joining what is the UN and then wanting to keep things yourself. But then you have the talking heads who aren't going to go with it. It's the CNNs and the fake news. I don't know. I, I was infuriated by it. And the idea where is it you really get three satire issues. to somebody when they really don't know what's going on in the world. Just because you're a dummy. That's all he does. I mean, I'm saying maybe it's better for me because I am a dummy. Maybe. I don't know. I, I get that maybe you, you should hate it even more. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> actually his stuff, if you don't know what he's poking fun at, it does end up feeling very Silver Age because yeah. it's so damn goofy. But maybe that's what you're going with, huh? You dummy. <laughs> you big dummy. But again, it's going to be on the Patreon only if you want to listen to that. Join up on the Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science and get a ton of other shows. Third rail. Including the third rail podcast that I'm starting now, just talking about different railroad tracks and things that I like, and maybe even have videos of me putting quarters oh, man. on the train tracks. This is the third rail podcast, and I'm your conductor, Jim. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's this this episode's going to be electrifying. Let's talk to Eric. He's back in the caboose. Up the How you doing, Eric? What are you doing back there? You put the pennies on the tracks, did you? This is everything we used to you do know that. about That's trains. That's all I know right about there. trains. Hey, hey, say it again, Eric. No ticket. 
That's and all. don't forget, no. dinner car. Dinner car, yeah, I know that. Hey, Eric, this episode, we're going to be talking about how at the beginning of A Hard Day's Night, the Beatles are riding on a train. That is cool, right? They're on a train. Is the train as overrated as them? You say that again, and I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I will come and slice you. And And actually, the... Beatles are probably the most hype band of all time. Still underrated, Eric. That's how good they are. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, we would have nothing. You don't realize without the Beatles, we wouldn't even have government now, Eric. It would have all fell apart. And look what the government's doing for us now, Jim. Damn you, Beatles. <laughs> Get you. Again, Damn you, Paul McCartney. At this point. I don't know. I don't know. And and didn't you hear that without the Beatles, Russell to tell me how no to feel. WWE, Eric, you wouldn't have had any wrestling. Oh, no. That's all from the Beatles. Everything you got, you got the Depends Undergarments Beatles. I'm just saying, if, if you don't have the Beatles, Beatles. Around, you don't get oiled up men and freaking underwear retouching each other. I'm That's like, right. I need more of that in my yeah, life. Yeah, but we need more Beatles is what we need. Uh, but yeah, that'll oiled be on man. there. We'll hear all of that. And if you are... Somebody who listens to the Marvel podcast, that's Patreon only as well. Just to let you know, it's not just the DC that's pretty low. We go real low at this point, Eric. So all of that will be. And if you don't want to get involved, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. You can just pretend we went on vacation. But yeah, there's a like lot. Pretend, there's a lot of <laughs> other shows as well. We have a book and characters of the month podcast. We have a Silver Age podcast. We end up having a Walking Dead podcast, a manga, a lot of stuff over there. It is. Hopefully well worth your while. A lot of people tell me that, but I think they're blowing smoke up my ass, Eric, is what they're doing. But it's all up to people to decide on their own head over there. Check it out. And also go to Twitter at our deal. What is that, Eric? Weird, Weird Science DC. And then go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and check out our written reviews. All of that stuff. But that's it, Eric. Yeah, I get too many things. I end up, they all jumble in my mind. I'm like, hey, what's up, Luke? Just, just write it down <laughs> and put it down in front of you, baby. You don't have to do that. Yeah, then apparently I, you do. Then I start thinking that the Beatles are overhyped, and then I'm an asshole like you. That's what happens there. Your dad never put down your address and see what happened there. He forgot it. You're right. I should write it down. I I won't forget it like your daddy did. Little Eric Shay. You know what's funny? Uh, Logan's been watching Young Sheldon. No, not none of it. Uh, Logan's been watching Young Sheldon. And a lot of times Young Sheldon ends up sitting on the stoop there. And he gets sad. And I'm like, that's little Eric Shay. I get sad. Does he have a little suitcase? Yeah. I get sad every time. I'm like, that's like little Eric Shay. Look at him. Look at that cutie pie who can't see what the shit. Coke bottle glasses taking up most of his face. You don't have that. I mean, really, you have the glasses on that look like that stupid. Think of Ralphie from Christmas Story like I that. I think instead. of that owl that's licking that's the fucking lollipop like. there. That fucking round Mr. That's Al. You, you end up looking like Charles Nelson Riley for crying out loud. It's nonsense, Eric. And then next thing you know, you're going around, confetti's flying. Yeah, everything's combined in my mind. A little Eric with a suitcase. You yeah, Rip Taylor. You open up that suitcase and out pops like body parts and things. You are a serial killer, Eric. That's the end of the story. I I don't want to get too far into that because you might get arrested. Um, Tanya has been watching the Evil Within or whatever, like Evil in My Family, and every every freaking you know episode. No, it's every yeah, it's ours. Every episode is like a family member that's gone bad. And usually it ends up where somebody in the family turned them in. So they're, you know, stool pigeons and stuff so like that. And, Ethan? And seriously, I was saying to Tanya, first up, Tanya, <laughs> Tanya laughs too, because yeah, every right. time they start off and you have 
like uh, a girl and she's like my stepfather seemed like a regular guy at first. I start yelling, he's Turns the one. Turns out he was the BTK I just killer. start yelling, he's the one. He's the bad guy. Tony's like, they're not trying to make this a mystery. <laughs> of course he is. Every time I'm, it's him. His name's he's on the, the title. One. Yeah. No, a, a couple of them are about like the one girl found out her dad was one of like the Green River killer, one of the big serial BTK. killers. Yeah, a lot of these end up that way. Yeah, man, it's I've read these stories. It's scary. Only man. TV tell me what's going on. Mm, mm, read. Look at you. Read. Look you listen me. to a podcast. Is what you did. Yeah, uh, I knew about this. Even before, with that, these, these, But that's the thing. These, I read. Th- no, these aren't all serial killers. Then there's just you know everyday Sally yeah, and Joe. Deal where <laughs> I didn't know that my dad was the Wolfman. Is what happened. No, well, you need to tell me what stuff, this, this show is. No, there's stuff now. Where, I'm like, interested. You end up where a person finds out that their brother killed one person. This isn't just big time cases. These are just. You know, the the gist of it is has somebody that you love and thought you that you knew ends up being awful I'm just like watching you. burn notice. Yeah, I don't know. What's what's that about like it's a great some, show what's that, that about some arsonist so angry over. Is it a serial arsonist that goes around no. and does things and then when he does he sends a, a note with the cryptic messages that's the burn notice? I know what it is. You you liked that before. I'm surprised you haven't gone back quantum leap and shit. Left him right, right? Quantum leap. I do that every now and again. Do you? Oh, look at you. Look at you. It's one of my favorite shows of Mr. all time. Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> like that sliders. Oh, my sliders. Sliders not so much because Jess hates sliders and doesn't let me watch it as much. How about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? You and Jess watching that tonight? You no, she doesn't have a date? watch that in the house. Oh, I know. She doesn't like that documentary. I took your joke. All right. Well, we're done. So you can I get a lot of stuff. If you like this nonsense, you should hear the stuff at the end of our Patreon spotlight. Shit gets wacky. But the Hooters. thanks, everybody. The Hooters. And that you say that out of nowhere, and it really sounds like you're awful. We were talking about the Hooters, Eric. Yeah. Oh, my. People don't remember that's a band. They think you're talking about the Do people even remember that's a reference to tits? Who says that anymore? I'm sure that the people who run so, the restaurant are very restaurant. upset at you. I'm talking I mean, about a restaurant. Yeah, what's the restaurant based on? They're chicken, chicken wings? wings. No, it's not, Eric. Those chicken wings suck. I, I've actually, I, I think I ate it at once. once. I, ate I don't even remember what one I ordered. Time. Maybe a water. I'm telling you, I ate it one time and I, I end up walking in and they're like, next on the staging area is Sapphire. And I'm like, that is ah. not what happens. <laughs> like, this isn't Hooters, it's a strip club. Who You're fooled at Susie's. me? Who fooled me? Yes, Susie's. Yeah, really. That is the minor leagues. That's the A league, Eric. You're never getting the big league there. That's where you end up having older strippers go to die. Is that place? I don't like that place, and I don't like strip clubs in general. They make me sad. No, because you're only spending money. That too, but I feel. I I told you, I go through a roller coaster ride of emotions. I go and I feel bad for the girls. Then I see the girls taking advantage of real sad guys. Then I get mad at them, and then I want to leave, Eric. And I don't want to spend. No, you're serial killer. And then I'm like, I'm going to get you back. I'm going to collect your hair. That's what I start yelling. I'm going to kill you for being a sad sack. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. kill you for taking advantage of the I'm sad sack. I'm just everybody. I'm killing y'all. I'm going to take care of all of you. But that is the end of the podcast. That Who's went next dark, on the uh, staging area? Who is next on my staging area? Who's there? Who's giving me that skin suit next? That's what I yell. Nobody ever really goes for that, though. Eric. They, they're not waiting in line to make my skin suits. But with is all of that, Maybe. That, that's not appropriate. <laughs> hey, you're Ted Levine over here. Uh, are you an angel? Are you an angel, Eric? Ah, uh, that's it, though. Everybody, thanks for listening. Eric, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. We will see you in seven. Okay, Boomer.